It's time for the main event. Presenting the greatest wrestling podcast in the world. Fighting from the blue corner. We got Mike the Shoot Shepard. Fighting from the red corner. We have Cameron Thunder Osborne. Boo, boo. Oh, the heel. That's right. We are the Shoot Brothers. This is the greatest wrestling podcast with a nice introduction from Bruce Buffer. Thanks. Uh, Thanks, Bruce Buffer. Thanks, Brucey. Uh, but yes, we're here. We got lots, lots to cover. We got takeovers. We got Wednesday Night Wars, pay-per-views, the greatest wrestling matches ever. <laughs> the greatest wrestling match uh, of all time is Allegedly. is nigh. We are but a few uh, out, a few sleeps away. Yeah, if you can fall asleep before. That. I I don't I, I don't think I can. I'm like a kid about to go to Disney World. Uh, I haven't slept for days. Yeah, and then you fall asleep and miss the whole thing. I fall asleep and miss the entire thing. That's right. My name's Cameron Osborne. I'm the heel of the show. Uh, I'm, ta- I'm taking that role. Um, the heel of the day. I'm taking the heel of the day, right? Not to say that I can't uh, flip-flop, as it were, um, <laughs> or uh, cross the floor, as it were, in uh, politics. Um, and I guess they just call it uh, turning in, in this business. The quick turn, yes, just like that. Yeah, I'd love it if they did call that. You know, when uh, if if they're if an MP goes from liberal to conservative, conservative to liberal, a la Belinda Stronic, I would love if they called it turning face or heel. So you you want uh, you want what's his name? Uh, someone to call that a heel turn? Yeah. What's that or, CBC? What's what, what's the old guy on CBC? Uh, I think uh, a Peter Mansbridge. Peter Mansbridge, like, oh, the, the heel turn today. <laughs> the heel the turn by Valencia <laughs> Stronic coming up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was huge. It was huge. Get Peter Mansbridge and JR in on uh, a little uh, commentate, co- doing commentary on uh, some House of the Commons meetings, and I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there. Certainly would make uh, Canadian politics more interesting. It would be, you know, and uh, we're, we're coming up. So we're a couple months after WrestleMania. Have we had a turn yet? No, I don't think so. Who's our last turner? Uh, on the shows? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think last time someone did something uh, did something well, shitty. I'd say there was a turn this week, but I saw it coming for months. You may have seen it coming for months. You know what was the last nice turn that we had? The Drew McIntyre uh, rumble rise. Yeah, that was a great... Great rumble, uh, great, yeah, ever since then. He's ever ever since then, you know, ever since this little turn has happened. Um, let's keep moving on with the show, though, because there could be some face turns, heel turns on any of these shows. There could even be one on the pay-per-view, because that's right, we had an NXT pay-per-view. Review. In your house. That's right, where everyone is supposed to be these days, and, uh... Yeah, <laughs> that's where I was watching this. That's where you were. Th- th- there was there was no pre-show. It was all, uh, I think, right? It was all marketing. Yeah, no matches, at least. So nothing important. Yeah, yeah, nothing important. Nothing missed. Uh, so let's just jump right into it. The show kicks off with you get the classic in your house graphics, the old school music, the logo. Even the old '90s host Todd Pettengale was here. Okay, I didn't know so, who that guy was. He was awesome. 
Yeah, he was great. He had the flair. He he acted like it was the nine. The only thing he didn't have was the the greasy nineties mullet he chopped off. <laughs> oh, that would have been cool. Was it, wait, still looked good. Was it a mullet or a rat tail? Because those are two very different. Uh... Uh, well, it, it was the full mullet, like it went all the way across. Okay, but good. Uh, it was such a, yeah, like a white guy mullet. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that was a great intro, and then uh, not quite as great for me. We had musical act Code Orange perform a song, which uh, I say perform because it seemed like there was some lip syncing going on here. I don't want to say, but uh, yeah, who know? Who knows? They who they knows? Uh, they Ashley Simpsoned it. Yeah, one of the singers looked like Damien Priest to me. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I don't <laughs> think I noticed that. But uh... anyways, yeah, nothing special about Code Orange. But <laughs> uh, yeah, what was special though? This nice set. We got the classic setup: the house with the big garage door, the big window, the front door, astroturf front yard. Looks uh, looks like the old uh, America's Funniest Videos set as well. Yeah, Bob it did. Sager. Yeah, with those uh, with those like bright with the with the bright pink and yellows and blues, just yeah. very nineties colors. That huge window, that uh, you know, the living room window. <laughs> Uh, but let's kick off. We got some six tag women's action. Shotzi Blackheart, Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim teaming up against Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Candice LeRae. Uh, yeah, so Shotzi's got her tank. Candice has some pixie wings because she's the poison pixie. Oh, that's what we're calling her these days. Yeah, so you got her wings. But uh, no, this was good fun match. Uh, one point. Yeah, everyone's just jumping around. Shotzi goes for a suicide dive, but Raquel just straight up catches her, tosses her around. Got a bunch of bumps to the floor. Everyone, Mia Yim's doing a crossbody. Candice LeRae hits a springboard plancha. Tegan, Molly go around. Everyone's flying. Uh, then eventually, Mia Yim and Candice just kind of break off on their own. They fight through the garage to the back. So that's the last we see of them. <laughs> uh, and then back in the ring, Shotzi and Tegan, they take care of business. Some good moves. Knox hits the shiniest wizard, gets the win for her team. So good, good stuff. Fun opener. In fa uh, uh, a bunch of fast-paced action here too. Um, yeah, you know, and then had the two of them go backstage. Those little feuds going in. So great, Mike. Let's move on to the second match that we had here tonight. Okay. Yes. That. Uh, yes, we had a fun opener, and let's move on. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so we got Finn Balor taking on Damian Priest. The uh, the archer versus the uh, the shooter. I guess I don't know. Who's the shooter? I don't know. If Balor does his little <laughs> finger guns. I don't know. Oh yeah, he does his little, he finger, does his guns. little finger guns. <laughs> little uh, pistols. With his little, his, with his little curled thumb. Little pea little shooter. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah. He, he would be so the, the Diddy Kong uh, of, <laughs> yeah. of if this was a Donkey Kong sixty four type thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Thank you. Uh, Keith Lee could be Chunky Kong. He would. He would certainly be Chunky Kong. <laughs> uh, Velveteen Dream would be Lanky. Uh, who else? Maybe who else? Casey Catanzaro could be Tiny Kong. Casey Catanzaro is uh, Tiny, and then Adam Cole, Baby's Donkey. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, but let's go to this match here. Finn Balor, he comes out looking aggressive. He's hitting those big drop kicks. Uh, but then he gets thrown hard into the stairs. And you could see the metal grape marks just cut onto his arm. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Balor took a good beating throughout this match. He was getting, uh, you know, slammed onto the side of the apron. Uh, the razor's edge right onto the edge of the apron. You could see, uh, it was yeah, they banned the buckle bomb, but they let this move slide. But. Because it's not Naya, so it's okay. I guess it's anybody else doing it, so they're like, ah, okay. And is Vince really watching, anyways? <laughs> I don't know. We don't know. Uh, Jury's out. Yeah, Jury so. is still out on uh, if Vince is doing this. His knowledge, yeah. Uh, 
Uh, yes, Priest, we get a nice big jump and choke slam off the turnbuckle. Uh, and then the big spot of the match comes when Priest, he's got the bottom half of the stairs positioned on the floor. Uh, picks Finn up. He's ready to hit a crucifix over the top ropes onto the floor on the stairs. And I was just thinking, no way. They can't do this. Mm-hmm. And luckily for Finn, he he escapes. He gets out. And then he hits Priest with a big forearm, which sends him flying backwards and landing painfully on the edge of those steps. Uh, yeah, great bump. But uh, that was kind of similar bump to what broke Shawn Michaels back off the off a casket. Oh, really? Many years ago. I, never, yeah, I didn't know that. Similar. But uh, yeah, so Finn, he gets him back in the ring. He hits the big stomp to the back of the head, follows up with the coup de gras, and gets the win. Two that, coup de gras. Two coup, yeah. One to the back of the head, one to the, the chest. One to the chest. The old chest de gras. <laughs> but uh, with that victory, Balor sets a record for takeover wins with 11. 11 takeover wins. I You think Johnny Gargano would have that... Record, but I guess he lost a couple uh, times there. Yeah, he's, he's missed or takeover, but he doesn't always win. Yeah, he's been on like the most. Yeah, he's been on the most some takeovers. Of the best matches. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, this was a pretty good match. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then at the end, Pallor, Balor does his little pew pew points points the guns at <laughs> Archer. Uh, then in between the matches, we get some nice little retro commercials thrown in with uh, William Regal doing his Lord Alfred Hayes impression as the narrator. Mm-hmm. We had like some nice WWE, the frozen cookie ice cream sandwiches are back. Uh, they look delicious. Shotzi de- devoured one of those. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a couple other little things. Nice, nice touch to make it feel like the '90s throwback. Nice to bring to bring back the nostalgia. Yeah, because although, although Vince doesn't like remembering the past, people like remembering the past. It's crazy. Yeah. I know. You can make money off it. Who, who knew that, you know, you see someone walking around, Vince, you know, he, he would never wear a paisley shirt or he would <laughs> never purchase jeans with belled bottoms. Uh, if you see Vince McMahon's fashion sense, it's very much in the present. Uh, no hints of previous generations. His haircut is very much a 2020 haircut, not something you would get going to the army uh, in <laughs> 1972. Uh, Vince is a man of the present. Uh, debatable, <laughs> debatable, but uh, that's that's a whole nother can of worms for our other segment, can of worms that we haven't. Uh, of course, <laughs> of course, we're waiting on that one. But let's go on. We got some championship belts to decide here because mm-hmm. Keith Lee is defending his glorious honor against Johnny Gargano, and uh, they do some like intro video before the match, and uh, Johnny's in his house. And somehow he leaves through the door of his house and it connects to the front door at the top of the ramp. Uh, I mean, is that really much of a surprise, though? Mr. Takeover himself, you know, Triple H's (laughs) son that he never had. Uh, but I can see behind this door. There's nothing there. <laughs> I think I, it makes sense that Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae just live at Full Sail because <laughs> they probably have an ownership stake in the property by now. They spend so much goddamn time there. Well, at the very least, he has the key because <laughs> he's he got the key to Full the, Sail. Yeah, he locks the front door behind him, puts the keys down his trunks. Uh, and then Keith Lee comes in the normal way. And he's got some uh, Black Lives Matter gear, which is nice. WWE, usually they try to not take any political stance, but uh, I don't think they want to hold back on this. No, they don't. And again, uh, that could be another issue of Triple H getting it and Vince not. Yeah. Yeah. Vince's like, oh, we don't want to take sides. Triple H's like, Vince, you're an idiot. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, mean, yeah. How many, how many, 
how many presidents of the United States are also in the WWE Hall of Fame? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, there's been a lot of, there's been like 45 presidents, and uh, I don't know how many of them made it. Yeah. We got some governors in there as well. Oh, Arnold yeah? and oh, Jesse Ventura. Oh. <laughs> yeah, both of them. Uh, but uh, yeah, this was a fun match. This crowd, this crowd really felt like full sale. They were. Yeah, like a, didn't feel nothing felt forced. Like a the little, chance a, they were doing a little bit better. Yeah, because they were with it a little <laughs> bit more in the NXT. Uh, but nobody was saying holy shit. And uh, I, I, no, 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 because there was a moment where Moral Ranello noticed, and I only noticed because he noticed. Okay. And well, he, what I did notice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was uh, the Johnny sucks chance to the the tune of the Star Wars Imperial March? That was great. Johnny <laughs> sucks. Johnny sucks. Johnny yeah, that's sucks. a good point. You know, you, uh, with 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 much less Johnny people, sucks. you Johnny you sucks. can choreograph what you were doing more like you're a like you're a student. You know, like you're like a university team or whatever, right? And everyone in the home crowd agrees on what the cheers are. Johnny sucks. Johnny sucks. Yeah, that's too much. And then they also did Gargano sucks to the John Cena theme. They were great. And it all felt natural. Like one person did it. They all just, uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> think they were told to. Uh, but anyways, yeah, they fight. They fight up to that front door, uh, up the ramp. And Johnny tries to escape through the door, which doesn't make any sense. Like I said, I go home. you can see behind it. It's um, anyway, and then we got this nice little uh, the doorbell security camera view as well. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, they fight back to the ring. Uh, Johnny's trying to work over the eye, the hand. Goes for a suicide dive. Lee catches him, and they do like the dirty dancing pose for a second. <laughs> I almost thought they were going to kiss. Almost. 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 Uh, but then the big spot of the match happens when they're they're fighting outside the ring. Johnny's in front of the, the barricade, and then Keith Lee hits the huge pounce tackle. Johnny goes flying through the barricade plastic, smashes it to the floor. Like a Scott Stevens body check in the yeah, 1990s. Yeah, they, they, they really are. And there was a couple times where someone get th got thrown against the barricade there. Uh, yeah. And it seems like more reinforced than, norm than it's got normal. To, yeah, it's got a good sound to it. I think Tommaso and the fans Ciampa too, when they were like pounding on it to get the match going, that, that added some good atmosphere huh. as well. Almost like just like they are, just hockey boards. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was great. He goes flying through there. He gets Johnny back in the ring. And then Mia Yim and Candace come out. They're still fighting each other, but they had time to change clothes. <laughs> they're in their like street. Yeah, they're they're Yim in some the track pants and some Timberlands. Yes, on the uh, <laughs> Triple H scale of ready to go, they're wearing jeans and a T-shirt. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so uh, they are out here. They're doing shit. The ref's busy dealing with them. So Johnny pulls the keys out of his trunks, stabs Lee in his other good eye. He follows it up with a slingshot DDT, but Lee kicks out. So Johnny follows up with a bunch of super kicks to the head, but he can't keep Lee down. Keith just keeps fighting back. He hits a spirit bomb, followed by another power bomb, which he hangs on to, transitions into the Big Bang catastrophe. He gets the win. I'm glad I'm glad the keys came back into play. because uh, as soon as he <laughs> threw those keys down there, I'm thinking to myself, Yeah, like they got I well, they gotta come back. And uh so, you know, Keith Lee took two shots of Johnny Gargano's dirty ball keys. Dirty key balls. Yeah, he had to he had to keep those down his pants for like key, ten minutes. Key balls I can't be comfortable. Sweaty sweaty balls. Sweaty key balls. Sweaty key balls. Something like that. 
Um, yeah. yeah, this was a yeah, this was a great match. You know, the David and Goliath thing is always going to work, and uh, Gargano can get enough offense in and take. You know, he doesn't lose anything in defeat, really. Yeah, right? and he acts like a little shit, so you think he's got a chance. Yes. To win. Uh, yeah, good point. Yeah, heal, heal, uh, Johnny. Heal, Johnny. Uh, let's go on here. Because we've got Adam Cole taking on Velveteen Dream in a backlot brawl for the NXT title. And if the Dream loses, he cannot get another shot at the belt while Cole is champ. And uh, coming in, I was a little surprised that this match was at this spot on the card. But then after watching it, I thought it was definitely the right move. Oh, yeah. Uh, Agreed, yeah, agreed. It came in just like, oh, what? This is the third match on the card, but yeah, uh, yeah, I'll get. I mean, I'll I'll say it right off the bat. I was a little disappointed, but um, we'll we'll dive in. There was a, yeah, we're in the back lot. We got the ring set up. We're surrounded by cars, people sitting in cars with the headlights on. Uh, Adam Cole arrives in uh, not a monster truck. It was like a regular sized truck body, but with huge tires lifted off the ground. Yeah, a jacked up truck. Yeah, big ass truck. Uh, and then the dream arrives in a yellow Lamborghini, not purple. That was a big. Why not purple? Right. Yellow is pretty cool though. But he's the dream. Purple, everything. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so dream. He comes out. He's got he's got this leather outfit. He's got a baseball bat on. Uh, apparently, this was inspired by a Walking Dead character, but I never watched the show, so I don't know. That's correct. No, it was. There you go. Negan. At least I, uh, <laughs> Negan. Yeah, I know the name. He wasn't in the video game though, so that's his. My knowledge goes as far as the video. Your game. knowledge goes as far as the specific off stories yeah. of Clementine. The video game. Yeah, Clementine. they're no way involved in the actual show. <laughs> no, no. But they made me feel more than the show ever could. I'm sure. I'm sure it did. Uh, but anyways, we start this match in the ring, but Cole quickly bails. Uh, he jumps in this, I don't know, Toyota Camry, to try to escape. But then Dream just starts bashing the car till he comes out, and then they're fighting. And then this random woman just pulls up in a van. Like, did somebody call for an Uber? And uh, they just fight in through one door, out the other. And the ref's like, better leave, lady. So she drives off. Uh, and then they start fighting up this street set. And it really did look like a movie back lot here. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just like a fake street. None of the stores had anything in them. Blacked out windows. No signs. Uh, yeah. But Adam Cole, he manages to find an open door. So uh, he goes in there. Dream goes after him. Gets sprayed by a fire extinguisher. And they fight back to ringside. Uh, ladder gets set up. They're both climbing to the top. And then Dream slugs Cole. He falls off the ladder onto a car. Breaks the windshield. And then uh, after this, I thought this was a rare use of fake blood in wrestling. I thought it, uh, as Cole showed, he had some arm, like broken glass. I thought it was fake. Yeah, that was weird. I I was because la- like the second like it didn't even later, look good. the yeah. second after this happens, I think... Uh, um, like right before this, uh, Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong show up, and they they see it happen. They see this, and then he kind they kind of help him up. But like the second after he falls, all the blood yeah. is wiped from his arm. They, yeah, you know, yeah, they yeah, yeah. In and and they, even the way the blood looked, it looked like phony to me. Like it was too sticky and red. Like it when I saw like it, I was that I was initially just like, oh shit, he's bleeding. And then you're like, <laughs> wait, I don't think he's bleeding. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was the spot. And like you said, then Bobby and Roddy, they arrive on the scene. They all start pounding on Dream. Uh, (coughs) Excuse me. Oh, you're excited about this one. I was choked up. So they're beating on Dream, and then they just start unloading a pile of chairs from the back of Cole's truck. 
They have like 25 chairs. They're just tossing so them into the ring. So many chairs. <laughs> uh, one of them falls outside of the ring. So then Roddy goes to pick it up. But then the chair gets pulled onto the ring. And then, of course, out comes Dexter Loomis, the tortured artist. And he nails Roddy and Bobby with a chair, starts beating them up, loads them both in the back of the trunk of his car, and drives he off. And takes off. Just like in the picture he drew. He knew it was going to happen. <laughs> um, then back in the ring, Cole goes for a Panama sunrise, but Dream catches him and hits the Death Valley, Dream Valley driver onto the chairs. But Cole kicks out at two. And this was the part of the match where Mauro Ronaldo really fucked up here. He called Dream Adam Cole. He thought Cole hit the move and Dream was the, I don't know. I, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was like, oh, it's the, and then like Tom Phillips had to correct him. He was like, no, it was the Dream Valley driver or something. Right. I think he thought it was the Panama, and then he thought yeah, it was he thought, the Panama He called sunrise, it the Panama yeah. Sunrise when it didn't happen. And I'm like, how did, I don't know. A rare slip up from Morrow, but uh, well, it makes apparently it, it, he was calling from home. So well, I was about to say right, and it, well, I was about to say it, it makes you wonder what you know. I mean, an, an edited match. How are the how are the people in commentary doing it? Like, are they seeing the final product and getting to watch it, and then just yeah, commenting I feel like they on were what they watch, see? I feel like they were calling it live as they were watching the taped product. You know? uh, yeah, exactly that, right? And then if you quickly saw a Dream Valley driver versus uh, you know. Pay, it's like it's such a small slip up, right? Where yeah, it's a small slip. You're up, there but, in person uh, and you fucking noticeable. see it happen, but you're sitting on your couch trying to watch a little screen, and then you're like, "Oh, I just missed that tiny detail." Yeah. But Tom Phillips carried him through it. Uh, anyways, they get back up, and then Dream he's got Cole seated down on one of the chairs, and he hits the big purple rainmaker elbow. But then Cole kicks out again at two. I thought that could have been it. That could have uh, been it. Yeah, could have been it. So Dream picks him up. He's ready to finish him off. But then Cole nails him in the balls with a low blow. And then he follows up with that Panama Sunrise onto the pile of chairs and gets the win. So crazy finishing move spot. Yeah, that was a huge sunrise. Yeah, th there was like 25 chairs. <laughs> yeah. I uh, love the finishing move, but I thought the match itself was a little little lackluster for me for how high I hold this belt in these two. And I don't know. It wasn't very, it didn't get that crazy. And these two, uh, the Dexter Loomis spot uh, was great. I, I, I'm super behind him right now. Yeah, and, I love uh, him. Dexter Loomis, Roderick Strong or, is a perfect kind of, you know, for, you know, foray onto the main roster. But you're right. Uh, with another one of these cinematic matches, uh, and we're going to have, we're going to be able to kind of like look back and rank all of these in terms of our favorites, right? Uh, yeah, this just didn't quite reach the level of the other ones. And... I, they haven't quite figured out that perfect formula yet, right? We had yeah, uh, both of NXT. This one and the Trampo Gargano match are like the 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 bottom. Not that they were bad. They're, I'd still give them like three stars. Right. So between it's what the, I wanted four plus. <laughs> right. We have these two NXT matches, and then of course the Taker Styles and the uh, Cena Bray. Yeah, Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. Yep, that was uh, yeah, which was great. Yeah, we're gonna and you know when we try they tried to make it a little bit different in terms of the setting. But I yeah. think it's there's also a lot, probably a lot of the way you film it, uh, you know, that they tried that with that Champa Gargano match, right? Of just, hey, let's try to film it a little cooler, but still no commentary and make it look like a movie. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, of course, the two we had at Mania were no commentary at all. This had commentary, but was pre-filmed. It's uh, They're still trying to find what, what the perfect uh, way to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, 
Yeah, you know, the feud, I guess the feud's over. They can't, uh, he can't challenge him again. He so can't, yeah. What's next for Velveteen Dream? What's next for Adam Cole? It's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, but, uh, at the end of the day, yeah, I'm glad that that match didn't main event. Yes. But, uh, let's go on here. We got Karrion Cross making his takeover, takeover debut against Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, just right off the bat, Ciampa gets a little bit of offense in, but he only lasts... About six minutes or so, his shortest takeover match by far, as Cross just tosses him all around the ring, hits a big F10, and then locks in the Cross Jacket submission as Ciampa passes out and loses the match. Yeah, decisively. This, yeah, decisively. That's exactly what it was, right? Like, you know, carrying Cross's first takeover match. And he's got it with one of the top stars in the company, right? So you can tell that they have a lot of fate. They like this guy. They want him to succeed, uh, you know, making him look dangerous. But six minutes. Yeah. I don't get yeah. it. I don't get it because, I mean, like, if he can beat Ciampa in six minutes and Ciampa usually goes 30 with the other guys at the top roster, like... Well, I'm saying luck out, Adam Cole, luck Ad, out. Adam Cole surely can't stand a chance. There, there's a We six, could have our first ever Brock Lesnar tie. I was going to say there's match. a 60-pound difference and probably five inches in height. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, you know, I mean, the NXT for uh, years now, it feels like, right, has been this place where the smaller people can do what they do. And even Velveteen Dream is huge, but he's not physically as you know large as you know some of the other big guys on the main roster certainly not like a drew mcintyre type or an andrade type mm-hmm. um but you know yeah we've seen the likes of tommaso champa alistair black adam cole uh johnny gargano be this division and i don't want to see it go to some brock lesnar type <laughs> i don't want to see it so you're not on the cross, uh, cross the cross uh, crosswalk. Am, am I on the cross? The cross. <laughs> am I on the yeah. crosswalk? No, I think uh, I think he's really cool. Um, but yeah, I just you know it's I feel like he's just gonna well he's I think what it is right now he's just gonna go over on all my favorite people on NXT, and I think that's what I don't yeah. I think that's what I don't like. It's like LeBron James playing against the Raptors. <laughs> It's like, you know, obviously, obviously, I think LeBron James is really cool, but I don't want him to beat the people that I prefer. Of course not. <clears throat> Anyways. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. The NXT's never really had that kind of uh, title reign yet, or title match. There's the quick squash, and then Beast dominates. I don't know. It hasn't. No, and you're right. And even, the, yeah, the last biggest guy to probably hold that title was Drew McIntyre, what, two and a half or three years ago? Yeah, Drew and Samoa Joe are the two biggest guys I can think of. Yeah, those big guys. And Andrade's a pretty big dude, but he's, you know, fat, more on the quicker side of those uh, mm-hmm. small guy matches. So we're, we're really going to have to see. We'll see. We'll, we'll get some more follow-up that on the Wednesday Night War. Mm-hmm. But let's go... Because it's time for the main <laughs> event. The NXT Women's Championship match. Triple threat. We got Charlotte Flair defending against Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley. Um, and a bit of a crazy fact. As much as NXT helped birth the women's revolution in WWE. This is actually the first time the women have main evented an NXT takeover since 2015. Hmm. When Sasha versus Bailey. Had the Iron Man match. Well, <laughs> and I mean, I think the majority of uh, of 
in NXT or sorry uh, takeovers have involved like the best matches of the year. So like in all fairness, yeah. <laughs> in all fairness, Gargano, no, Gargano and Champa had four of them. I think. Yeah. Uh, that's a full year's <laughs> worth. Uh, yeah. No, that's why it stood out to me is because I didn't even notice. It doesn't feel forced. It just happens when it should. Did, and, did they uh, say that on the show or did you just? Uh, yeah, they mentioned it. That's the oh, only okay. reason I knew it. I think Morrow, someone said it on the commentary. That sounds like a Morrow thing. Yeah. So I had to note that. But uh, another another wild moment uh, early on in the match, Charlotte Flair does the suck it crotch chop to the crowd. Pretty Which cool. Unless it's a nice reaction. Pretty I love it. Cool. Oh, I think right. Morrow. I think right before this match, we went back to. Uh, we went back to what's his name, um, the host man Todd Pettengale. Todd Pettengale. So we we went back to him, and he he had this he had a couple funny lines when he was uh, yeah, promoing shirts and stuff like that. Yeah, they had a yeah the commercials the the yeah he had like a fake one nine hundred number or something. Yeah, that's what he was like. He's like if you wanna buy if you want these shirts, call one nine hundred WWE shop, and he just looks off camera. He's like what. <laughs> There's no one nine hundred numbers anymore, and then of course it cuts to and he's like, "Let's see how uh, like Degeneration X is doing," and they were, yeah. and then it just cuts to them searching on a computer, yeah, typing like caveman, Windows ninety five, and Shawn Michaels has <laughs> glasses on the end of his nose. Uh, They've all got big old man beards. Oh yeah, up. it was just, it was just, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, no, all the in between stuff was great. All the in between uh, stuff was great. Gotta say, they uh, really, really put the show over in the production uh, kind yeah. of value. I mean, I think I know we've only seen Money in the Bank, and of course, we have the best wrestling match ever coming up. Um, <laughs> but those main roster shows haven't had the fun little things that NXT has been doing. Yeah, no, this was great. Yeah. The sets, the promos, the videos. Uh, but anyways, yes, back to the match. Charlotte does the suck it chop. Morrow says, that's not becoming of the queen. <laughs> but I love it. She's the heel. Becoming the of heel. the queen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rhea Ripley, she's, uh, yeah, she's got this one contact lens in now. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's like her turning because she's kind of yeah because more cre creepy now. eyes is a has to be a heel 101 yeah just you know it doesn't look you know she's a beautiful woman but uh yeah now she's looking more creepy and evil it, but, yeah uh, it was it was a little odd uh yeah, little yeah. spider web shaved in her head too and jesus Christ, i mean i could never put a contact lens in my own eye so uh <laughs> the utmost of respect for people yeah, who do. i did it to myself once and i regretted it Oh, really? You don't wear contacts? No, but I was a kid. I was curious. I saw my mom's and I just... Oh, my popped. God. <laughs> oh, my God. So, but see, what's the... I regretted it. I was like, oh, God, it feels like there's a fucking fly in well, my eye. Well, because not I, only that, like, not only did you... You put, have to, like, pinch your eyeball to get it out. <laughs> not only did you put a contact lens in for the first time, it's also, like, a prescription lens. Well, it was, like, the disposable, so it's not like I ruined her. I, it was a kind oh, of... Oh, no, no, but it's... After. But presumably, it, it didn't bring yes. you to twenty twenty vision. If anything, it probably... No blurred you a little bit i just wanted to see what it would feel like oh my god that's so weird that's so weird to do it <laughs> the by whole choice. concept is kind of weird yeah i would never just having a thing sitting on your eyeball all day that you have to keep moisturized i would never yeah whether it's disposable or whatever the other form of uh yeah contact lenses eventually are. i'm gonna need glasses and i'll just get the glasses i, I mean yeah, if i was a professional wrestler and uh, you know i was making more money or doing whatever being on the top of being main eventing if i was main eventing yeah. a takeover Sure, I'll put in some. I'll put in a. I'll put in some. You get the LASIK if you're main event. 
<laughs> That's a good point. You can afford LASIK. Yeah, is this a prescription yeah. lens that Rhea Ripley's wearing? Like, do you think that's uh, what it is? Like, know. she's nearsighted in one eye, and she's like, well, I have to put a contact lens in anyways. It might as well look cool. There's a chance. There's a chance. There's a small chance. Let's uh, let's get to the match though, because uh, yeah. these are some of these, the these are these are uh, <laughs> three of the top women in the company in the world, however you want to phrase it. Yeah, so they're having some great wrestling. The the crowd's doing their chants. They're chanting, "You don't go here at Charlotte." So again, it did feel like full sale to me more mm. than ever. Uh, but yeah, some good women's wrestling. Everyone's going. Eo's on fire. The crowd's into her. She's full baby face. Charlotte uh, Charlotte hits the natural selection. A move that has won her titles, but EO kicks out at two. Kicks out at two. Yes, from that natural selection. Wow. Uh, eventually, the three women, they fight up the ramp uh, towards the house, and then Charlotte throws EO through the large window, and then Ripley picks up a potted plant, throws that at Charlotte, so the two of them are swinging at each other. Uh, while this is going on, EO climbs up to the top of the roof on the front door, and then she hits a huge, beautiful diving crossbody off the roof onto the two women. On the floor. Looks like she might have even hit her head a bit on the way down, but hopefully she's fine. It was a big one. But, uh, yeah, big dive. They all fight back into the ring. Uh, Rhea Ripley hits the riptide off the second turnbuckle onto Charlotte. The very move that beat Baszler for the title. But, uh, luckily, Eel breaks up the pin. They all fight a bit more. Uh, Charlotte ends up locking the figure eight onto Ripley. But then Eo climbs up to the top rope, hits her big moonsault. Landing right on Rhea's head. Right on uh, her head. Like knee right to the head, which, uh, that, you know, that's as powerful as you can make the move. And <laughs> that gets the job done. She covers Ripley, gets a three count, wins her first ever NXT Women's Championship. In, well deserved. In what was a fantastic match, too. Yeah, great match. Just nonstop action. Three, yeah, three, three of the top, like you said. Uh, great finish, great champion. We had confetti streamers. They were shooting onto EO as she celebrates. Yeah, but did you notice they didn't show the confetti being shot out? That was the worst <laughs> part for me. It was like, so they keep doing like the recaps of the, you know the the best spots of the match, and then they cut back to all the confetti's already there, and you're like, oh, that was like it's like you it's like you just you're like you're going to a surprise birthday party, and you walk in five seconds after they do the big surprise. Uh, and then you come in like through the back door. And you're like, "Hey guys, what I miss? Oh, everyone's already celebrating. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yo, uh, well deserved though. I mean, it's always uh, it's always hard to see my queen fall. Um, <laughs> but we knew this. I think we knew this already. Her time in NXT was coming to an end. Uh, because oh well, yeah. yeah, I mean she has to pick a brand it, because she's she can't keep going back and forth from brand to brand with the invitational. It's uh, it's hard for her. Uh yes, <laughs> but at the end of the day, uh, what I don't know what did what did she really do with this rain? Uh, what did she really do with the rain? Uh, in Spain, which is completely <laughs> insane. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she won the rumble. She had to get it. It sort of she se- won the rumble. Sort of seems she like- won the title. Yeah. I mean, it's another notch. She's a twelve-time champion, of course, right? And you know, she wasn't. You know, Raw was would probably still be on Becky Lynch right now. Um, yes. 
SmackDown, uh, is there a point <laughs> with that women's no, I'm ha- division? I'm happy, I'm happy she chose the, she cashed in her rumble on NXT and to set that precedent. If, and if nothing else, we got a few good matches with Charlotte Flair and some of the, and, and some of the women's division, right? Like, we did get her match with Rhea Ripley, who, you know, and then we got this match, which was, I think, better than that one, maybe? Yeah, I like this you one know, better. You know, we got this, uh, we got this match out of it. That's what I'm going to say her reign meant. I just would have liked to see her get pinned once. No. Well, that's silly. In NXT. That's silly. Just once. That's silly. Why would she get pinned? Because she's Roman Reigns. Because <laughs> she is Roman Reigns. Bam. They might as well just change but. her theme song, eh? Like when, like, uh... They, they are pretty similar. Is this the guitar? Da-da, da-da, versus da-da. I would love that if there's a YouTube cut of you know uh, whoever the ring announcer is you know or like Caleb Braxton being like Charlotte Flair and then it's just <laughs> Roman Reigns' music over top of Charlotte's entrance. Uh, yeah. I think it would work perfectly. You can cue in the same booze. Uh. <laughs> uh, but yes, overall, pretty great takeover. I thought most most of the matches delivered. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, even the I was a little hard on the backlot brawl but just because. You know, I'm I'm so used to like four and a half star matches for the NXT title, and that was only like a three for me. Yes, but we're, even we're, a three, we, is we a are we game. are so used to these incredible things happening with that belt. Uh, I just I thought it was, I also thought it was Dream's time. Fuck. Yeah, that too. Like when now that he's Velveteen lost, where is he going? Dream gonna win that fucking belt? That means it has to come off Adam Cole before it can win, and then I see Karrion Cross run yeah, through. Cross wins it. He's gonna have it for like and six months. There's minimum. no way Velveteen Dream's taking that belt <laughs> off Karrion Cross. Are you kidding me? It's not gonna fucking so, happen. Yeah, we. Uh, At, the world of NXT is wide open. NXT is the most uh, one, probably one of the most unpredictable landscapes of uh, professional wrestling. You know that was the in your house pay per view review, uh, and that and that, it was fantastic. Yeah, like you said, another fun show. Yeah, successful resurgence. Successful resurgence. I hope they go back to pre- maybe previously copyrighted uh, names they have, you know, of, of various other things. I'm sure they can make work and uh, just bring something a little back for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, they got tons. Tons to work with, so why not? Tons to work with. Okay, Mike, with that being said, that was our review. Our wrestling week has to start somewhere. So let's start it off with no better way than the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. Um, this, uh, of course, um, what am I saying here? I don't even know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm tweet of the week. I'm just thinking how I want to, how I want to say this, of course. Yeah. Um, tweet of the champion can be won by anyone. We always, we can't iterate this enough. Any, uh, performer within the industry can win it. Somebody outside of the industry can win it. Companies have been known to win it. And sometimes in a few, uh, cases, um, the tweet of the week has become a tag team championship, uh, because <laughs> sometimes exchanges are just too good, um, to walk away from. And that happened again this week when seven Seven time, or sorry, seven time, six time, <laughs> Twitter League champion Randy Orton uh, tweets out, um, "Hey, heard WWE NXT Takeover in your house was great. Slapping my legs for you guys. Sincerely, mm-hmm. hashtag leg slap." Um, of course, he's talking about checking your kicks. We all yeah. do it. We all check our kicks. <laughs> uh, we've been doing it this whole time. That's how we make it pop. And of course, um, uh, you know, hit checker one hundred and one. 
and uh, at NXT Tommaso Ciampa tweets out, uh, replied to him by saying, my daughter has been having trouble sleeping. Luckily, I found a remedy. Randy Orton matches. Better than NyQuil. (laughs) Sincerely, sincerely, an entire locker room who busted their asses. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, of course, and the Rand Man, the Rand Man's not gonna let a reply like that just sit out there in the open, um, without ever coming back to it. So, of course, he has to chomp back at Champa, saying, uh, "Champa, looks like I hurt the feelings of the self-appointed locker room leader of a wrestling school. Let me know what time hashtag leg slap class starts, so I can take my game to the next level." Uh, which means Randy Orton and Tommaso Champa, t- you are. Are this week's tag tweet of the week champions whoa yes I did I did see this crossover into my world as well and uh, yeah that was a fun exchange yeah why the Maybe heck some not future matches down the line I'm sure they respect each other enough and everyone can calm the hell down uh, <laughs> yeah. you know um, you know that being said though Randy Orton owns a G5 so does Rand- anything Randy's always trolling you, you never know with him I would also like to say out of uh, this is the th- um, this is the third tag tweet of the week champion um, and Randy Orton has two of those positions he's just Aww. he is the Charlotte Flair of this division we can't Twitter. we can't help but put belts on him <laughs> we can't help it. Everything he does is gold. Randy Orton, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, welcome to the hollowed history of that which is the tweet of the week. And does that put Randy in sole possession of first place? Well, Randy was already was he, already he was it? already in sole possession of first place okay. in terms of championships had, but he now has extended his uh, from uh, seven total to eight total, if you wow. include his individual and tag achievements. Of course. Just incredible. Fantastic. Speaking of tag achievement, when are we going to get Charlotte those tag belts? Can she do a Braun Strowman and hold them both? Can uh, she do that? Can, can she just call some little girl in from the crowd be like, ah, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to take one of you. She could. Uh, we'll, Lacey Evans' daughter. Nicole. We'll just call her Nicole. Nicole. Nicholas. Nicole. Uh, uh, Mike, let's move on to a show <laughs> where uh, the the um you know these the aforementioned women's tag belts have been prominently featured lately. Uh, some women's actions coming up. Uh, we have SmackDown. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It, uh, it used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before though. No, no, wait, they used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Is it live anymore? Uh, sometimes. We don't call it SmackDown, right? We just call it Friday Night SmackDown. I think so. It's interesting. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's new. Oh, it does. It's- it matters. <laughs> Very much so matters. All right. <laughs> well, we've got some important things to address. Uh, Jeff Hardy comes out. You know, last week we had that big rental car crash. We don't know. Elias was hurt. Uh. So let's get to the bottom of it. Uh, yeah, he talks about everything, you know, uh, having to go down to the police station, years of sobriety. He did not. He's not going to let it slip up like that. He passed all the police tests. Witnesses were there. They said that they saw the person flee the car and they had red hair and a red beard. So, of course, he knows it's Seamus. Calls him out. Seamus gives his little piece like, oh, don't point fingers, you junkie. Just saying the same shit. Uh, so anyways, Jeff's had enough. 
or yeah, Seamus brings up his wife and daughter. Jeff's had enough. He chases him off, uh, but Seamus gets the better of him and just slams him all around those plastic shield barriers. Leaves Jeff laid out. And then uh, there was a brogue kick in there probably somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if you heard the little clip on backstage. CM Punk's not pretty not stoked on this particular angle. Like you and I were kind of talking a little bit about last week. Uh, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they can move on quickly. Yeah, hopefully we can move on quickly uh, because it seems as, it seemed as though the build up to Sheamus Jeff Hardy was going to be great. <clears throat> yeah, they're building it for a while, and now they're added this extra shit. Yeah, and then it was like need. as soon as we hit the pinnacle, they're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> like oh shit, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, so that was a bit odd. So let's keep moving on though. Yeah, uh, backstage, Otis. He finds Baron Corbin's crown, so he steals it. And then, yeah, he's got a match. Otis versus Corbin. Not really much to say. They fight a bit. Uh, Corbin grabs a chair, nails Otis, causes the DQ. Uh, so, But Otis fights back, hits him with a caterpillar, stands tall with his peach, Mandy. With his peach, because we're still waiting on that dirty dancing uh, spoof. We're all waiting for it. Hopefully it'll happen soon. Yeah, no spoof this no week. No spoof this Just, week. Uh, no. Yeah, but uh, anyway, then we get uh, Miz and Morrison throughout the night. They're just sitting in a van. They're spying on Strowman, setting up pranks on him. I don't know. He's got a little shaker bottle explodes like Diet Coke and Mentos. Odd. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> that funny. Uh, Lacey Evans taking on Sonya Deville. But uh, during Lacey's entrance, Sonya attacks her from behind, starts throwing her into the stairs. Uh, yeah, last week they had a match, double count out, so they want to settle this. Uh, but yeah, Lacey, looking good. She's hitting some arm drags, some wrestling maneuvers. Sonya's talking shit. Uh, yeah, eventually Lacey does this little sunset flip schoolboy, but then Sonya, they collide with the ref. He's selling his injured leg. He's a little bitch. He calls down for another ref because mm. he can't take it. Yeah, remember that ref that broke his ankle and made the count still? We do, we are, and when, while his ankle was sideways, like, we all yeah, he was remember. Like, oh, that. He's like, I gotta make the pin. We all remember that. Yeah, he's this the, ref is a joke. Do you want to talk greatest uh, of all time? That guy, that guy. Yeah. Who's that guy? But uh, we go to break. We come back. We got a new ref. Uh, Sonia hits a great looking, awesome looking neck breaker. She's got like Lacey hanging over the edge of the apron, drives her to the floor off the neck. I don't know. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, and then she just starts another, uh, yeah, Sonia proceeds to stand on Lacey's neck, wedged on the steel steps, which maybe not the right time to do a foot on the next spot, but in the context of the match, it looked pretty vicious. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, Lacey even got cut. Her poor nose was cut. No. Uh, but anyways, eventually all this shit happens. Lacey hits a big moonsault for the two count. Sonia gains control, and then Mandy shows up on the video screen, starts talking at Sonia, calling her a failure. She freaks out. And then turns around into a woman's right. Lacey picks up the win. Lacey picks up the win. Yeah, this match, yeah, uh, yeah it didn't do too much for me. I guess, Leah, we can have uh, Lacey get a win. Sonya Mandy keeps moving. It's all good stuff. Yeah, that was that. Uh, backstage, Braun Strowman's with Kayla getting interviewed when uh, Miz and Morrison hit a little button in their van. And then green slime comes pouring down on poor Kayla. Surely aiming for Braun. And then Kayla just says, those bastards, and walks off. Class. She got slimed. She got slimed. She got slimed. Yep. <laughs> and then we go back to the ring. AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan. 
we got a face-to-face to hype up their Intercontinental title final match. Uh, yeah, AJ says, I did the smart thing. I took the bye. But Brian, he's got different visions of what it means to be champion. You know, Daniel, he wants to test himself. He wants to grow. He wants to be the best. Uh, he wants the universe to tune in and be excited every week to see a new title match. But AJ says, okay, how about I do something unexpected? I'll give Drew Gulak an opportunity right here, right now. And we jump right into that. AJ versus Gulak. Uh, yeah, just some good wrestling action. It was only about five minutes, but they fit a lot in in this, this quick time. Very quick. Uh, yeah, eventually Styles sets up. He's ready to hit the Styles Clash, but then Drew just does a double leg takedown, bridges into the pin, and gets a three. Huge win for Gulak. Yes, that was huge, because we're going to get that match this weekend, correct? AJ... AJ Bryan. Are we? I don't know. It might be tomorrow. I don't know. Oh, it's okay. It's not going to come. Not... Okay, okay, yeah. We'll check. We'll check. Uh, yeah, and then back to Miz and Morrison. They're doing more stupid pranks. Uh, they yeah, find stup- I think Strowman's... stupid's the right word. Uh, <laughs> I think stupid's the right word to surmise. This whole night. The whole pranks. night of the Universal Championship scene. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least I learned that uh, Braun Strowman drives a little Buick Grand National. Nice little car for a big man, uh, but they smash in the windshields. Poor guy. Mm-hmm. But then we got some six-man tag match. New Day teaming up with Shorty G to take on Mojo Rawley, Nakamura, and Cesaro. Uh, and then outside the ring, Mojo hits a gnarly shoulder tackle on Kofi, who gets turned inside out. This made Braun Strowman's shoulder tackles look like nothing. Like nothing. I guess Mojo is a football player. Though. Yeah, he, he knows how to hit. <laughs> And Shorty G, good to have him back. He looked great here. Uh, he takes out Nakamura and Cesaro, and then New Day hit Mojo with the final hour to get the win. So fun little alliance there with Shorty G and New Day. They get along. Yeah, it's great to see. Uh, it's great to see him back. Great to see Chad Gable back. Yeah, so. just to have Gable on TV is good. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go to the parking lot. Braun Strowman. He finds his smashed car. He freaks out. He asks the security what's going on, and they stooge. He stooges out Miz and Morrison. Saying they're in the van, so Braun does what he does best, and he flips the van over. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then, the best part of the night, we've got a main event, and for the three nights in a row, we had the women main event in WWE. Ooh. Uh, right. But this was the first because we've got Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defending their women's tag team championships against Bailey and Sasha Banks, and yeah, this is where it belongs—the main event. Uh, good. Yeah, good back and forth match. Good bumps. Uh, Nikki hits a big cross body to the floor. Sasha Banks hits a big meteora to the floor. Everyone's jumping around. Uh, Bailey hits a big Bailey to belly off the second rope on Bliss. And then she tags Sasha in. Sasha hits a big running knee. Bliss somehow kicks out it too. I thought that could have been it. Oh. Yeah, and then at one point, Nikki Cross, she hits a great tornado DDT on Sasha to the floor. And then Bliss... Hits a Sunset Destroyer. Not quite a Canadian Not Destroyer. Not quite. It was, it, was, it was getting there. It was there. getting there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was nice to see that from her, though. Good move. Mm-hmm. Uh, that gets her a two count. And then later on, Sasha hits the backstabber on Nikki. Uh, she's ready to roll through into the bank statement, but Bailey tags herself in. Sasha didn't even realize it. Uh, so Bailey comes in, pulls her off, and says, Watch, I can do it. And she applies a submission. But Nikki reverses it, so Sasha has to come back in and break it up. She drags Bailey to the corner so she can tag herself in. 
And then Sasha hits this cool slingshot move that just kind of rolls through into the bank statement. Bliss tries to break it up, but Bailey takes her out. Uh, and then Nikki reverses the submission into a pin, but then Sasha quickly reverses that into a pin of her own and gets a three count. New champions. Great match. New Sasha did all the work. New champions in the main event. A little bit weird for Bliss Cross to lose the titles this way. Uh, of course, it seems weird. We were weren't we already building to the Bailey Sasha breakup before giving them something to break up? Uh, yeah, they've been building. It's been it. months and months and months of when is Sasha going to turn on Bailey? When's Bailey going to turn on Sasha? Is Sasha going to be tired of the you know not being in the spotlight? Whatever that is, but. You know, for them to have the belts while they do it seems a little seems a little weird. Well, I like the way they did it, where Sasha did all the work and barely nearly fucked it all up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Sasha saved the day. So, uh, yeah, hopefully this is just a short reign. They're going to transition those tag titles to Iconic. So that's what I'm hoping for. It could be. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's always weird when a belt's in transition. Yeah. But great match. Yeah. And, great uh, main event. It gives us uh, the first ever dual Tag women's champion. Yes. You know, we've had Becky two belts, but this is the first singles and tag title. So I guess out of the four belts you, that women can have in WWE, Bailey's got two of them. Yeah. Great. Pretty much. Great. Let's keep it going. If you don't want to count the UK. Oh, I forgot about that. I did for I did forget about that. We all forget I did about forget about, about that UK, one. Though. Okay, so out of the five. <laughs> we all do. Better odds. So what is that? Forty percent? <laughs> yeah, she's uh she's doing well. She's doing real well yeah. for herself. She's won a yeah. She, the only thing she hasn't won is a Royal Rumble. Probably next year. Um, Man, well, or Charlotte can two-peat. Mike, uh, <laughs> let's keep moving on because there wasn't enough Charlotte on that show we were just talking about. So let's uh, move over what? to a show where there will be more Charlotte. Uh, and that's Monday Night Raw. Let's get Raw! <laughs> We haven't seen Roman. I don't have. We. I don't have somebody who's on my TV every week. I. You know. Or I don't. Ha, you know. I don't have. Roman Reigns is gone. He's gone. He's gone. He gone. He gone. He gone. Uh, we have a big show coming up this week on Monday Night Raw. So um, let's just lay it out because uh, who comes out first? Asuka. Asuka. Right. That was right. I couldn't remember who yeah. who interrupts who. <laughs> She comes out, she comes dancing down to the ring, uh, but before she could even say anything, the new tag champs, Sasha and Bailey, come out, and they're allowed because they're the champions. Uh, yeah, this is not an invitation. Uh, that's a good point. That's, that is a good point. Yeah. We just want to get that yeah, out of the ring. way. She's allowed. They're allowed. Yeah, so they cut a promo. They're putting themselves over. Uh, Oscar fires back. This is my ring. Uh and then they're like, you know, as women's tag champs, we can go to any brand. So shut up. And then your queen, Charlotte Flair, comes out. She Ooh. cuts her piece. Uh, she says, clear the ring, Asuka. Or, yeah, because me and Asuka have a match. And then Iconics come out. And they cut a promo saying, everyone wants to see us this Sunday at Backlash. Uh, women's tag team title. Triple threat. And that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Perfect. So all these teams, it's going to be an iconic backlash. Everyone says a few more words. They all start swinging. Uh, that leads to tag match. Asuka and Charlotte versus Sasha and Bailey versus the Iconics. Uh, yeah, Sasha and Peyton, they were my stars. They had a good little back and forth during this match. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Peyton, we don't get to see her show off her wrestling too much, so it was nice. Yeah. 
Uh, but Charlotte and Asuka, they're, they keep tagging each other in and out behind each other's backs, trying to one-up each other. Um, eventually, Asuka tags herself in, applies the Asuka lock on Billy Kay, and she taps out. And then after the match, Charlotte Atasca attacks Asuka and picks up her woman's title. Because they're going to fight. They going to fight! Sometime. sometime. Not Sunday, though. Not Sunday. But sometime. <laughs> uh, and then we get another update from Rey Mysterio in his home. He says the eye is healing, but any further damage uh, or infection is high risk. So he still doesn't know when he's going to be cleared. But when he does come back, he's coming right for Seth. And then Rollins gives his little rebuttal. You know, telling Ray, walk away a hero. Don't spread this mis misinformation. Anyway, they're, they're talking back and forth until Aleister Black comes flying in and just clotheslines Seth. Just clotheslines him. Uh, <laughs> and then we get a tag match. Aleister Black and Humberto Carrillo teaming up against Austin Theory and Murphy. And uh, this was just a quick squash, a little surprisingly. Uh, Aleister just hits this awesome, just big running knee strike to Murphy on the top turnbuckle. And that gets the win. That looked, yeah, it looked, it looked great, cool finish. too. Yeah. yeah, I like it when you get a finish. Are like we that. calling uh, Are we calling Austin Theory and Buddy Murphy like a, a group of a thing? You know, I mean, of course, we have the disciples. The disciples like, is this a thing now? I guess so. I just, I I, I, so. I, it's very important. You know how things... The disciples. You know how extremely minor details are very important to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, well, if you, you... I mean, you're you're welcome to come up with any other name as well. Uh, the Vagabonds was the a Vega, great one. Vagabonds, got to take credit for that <laughs> one. Uh, I'll hopefully, uh, I hope they come in later. Yeah, uh, but anyways, uh, so the good guys win after the match. Rey Mysterio's music hits, but it's Seth Rollins who comes out wearing his mask. And then they all just gang up, beat on the baby faces, lay out black with a curb stomp. Yikes. Yikes. But then we get the return of Christian. He's back. He's ready to host the Peep Show because everyone's got a talk show. That has uh, their name <laughs> in it, followed by the word show. Uh, his name's Peep? Yep, Lil Peep. All right. Christian Peep Christian is here. Christian Peep is here. <laughs> <laughs> Christian <laughs> What a name. What a name. Christian uh, and He brings out his guest, Edge. And uh, Christian's not mincing words here. He gets right to it. He says, Edge, I think you're running on fumes. The greatest wrestling, greatest wrestling match ever? I don't think you could pull that off in your prime. We are best friends, and we're supposed to be brutally honest. You're lying if you think you can live up to these expectations. So he's just right in his face. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Edge just says, hang on now. Pump the brakes. Pump those brakes and stomp some grapes because I'm going into the first real wrestling match I've had in nine years. And uh, the guy I'm facing, he's been here the whole time firing on all cylinders. And Christian just says, enough excuses. And he stands up. He gets an Edge's face and he just says, what happened to you? Where's the belief? And then he brings up Edge's dead mother. Jesus Christ. Who was, yeah, he was, she was there to watch him win all those world titles. And then you could see in Edge's eyes, you could see the tears, the lip quiver, <gasps> the real emotions. <gasps> That quiver. My mama. My mama. Mama, I'm coming home. He's, uh, That's what, I, yeah, you know, that classic twang in your voice that a good old Canadian boy has. <laughs> mama, I'm coming home. Good old Orangeville. Good old Orangeville uh, uh, accent, of course. Very common. We all know what it sounds like. No need to try to impersonate it. Uh, so he's emotional. Christian's riling him up, and he says, you have the anti-venom. You can do this. You can have the greatest wrestling match ever. Ever. <laughs> And then Randy Orton pops up on the video screen Boop. to tell them to shut the hell up. Uh, Stupid. Yes. Stupid. Stupid. The redemption's <laughs> over. 
And he just says, yeah, it's over, Edge. Edge says, no, it's not. And he slams the mic and walks off. So we'll see. Lofty expectations. Wow. That's an understatement, <laughs> Mike. Um, yeah, the, our biggest takeaway from this is, you know, I mean, of course, uh, WWE is acknowledging wrestling. Right, which is yes, often at least they're using the word which is uh, which as we all know is not a word they like to use on the main roster. They are not wrestlers. Not they or him. him. Uh, they are not wrestlers. <laughs> they are sports entertainers. They don't perform wrestling. They perform sports entertaining. I guess uh, <laughs> we don't quite know what they do then as sports entertainers. Yeah. They entertain us with sport, I guess. Um, but another another great addition, uh, another great appearance from Christian Peep. <laughs> Christian Peep, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there you go. There's your go home promo. Perfect. I can't wait. Can't wait. But what else? I know you have. You've been waiting all week for this because uh, the sports series. Skip. I haven't enacted the skip rule. And I haven't in enacted my veto. Months. I have to call in the <laughs> skip rule. You can't just not not in a game seven decisive. <laughs> not a, this is this is that eighth game of the summer this is series the eighth game. that happened for we don't really know why because ties are a thing <laughs> because ties are okay. Yes, and this this series is tied two two, so we're gonna have a decathlon okay, to decide let, the winner. Let, we gotta we gotta we gotta burst our way through this one because I can't take the time for each ten. <laughs> Uh, I have to at least say what they okay, were. Okay, say what they were. <laughs> okay, Street Profits, 600-meter dash, easily I think it was won. 1,600 meter. 1,600, <laughs> yes. What did I say, 16 meters? You said six. You said 600, which isn't like a, oh. just not a yeah, denomination. That's, that's a weird denomination. <laughs> it's weird, eh? Yeah. Uh, Street Profits, uh, they easily win that. Next, we have Archery, Vikings take that. Uh, Street Profits, Flip Cup, they easily dust the Vikings. Uh, Viking Raiders pick Sword Fighting. Uh, four just forfeits that tied <laughs> <Yeah>. to two <laughs> then we get the hurdle event Dawkins clears the hurdles Ivar just breaks through them all running moving on to stick fighting which involves two men holding sticks across a pool of milk from each other tug of war Dawkins falls in Vikings win street profits pick a dance off next they dance to Shawn Michaels theme probably the only good part of the segment <laughs> uh, and then Ivar dances to Fandago's theme which lures in the female no! judge to we have to no. get the joke in the whole. We you're don't cute. Have you're not. To get blah, the blah, joke blah. In. That's the thing. We have to we don't do it. Have to. We're choosing to. <laughs> but anyway, Street Profits win the dance. Vikings they pick shot put, and in an upset, Dawkins throws it the furthest. They get the win, and then Vikings pick the turkey leg eating contest. Of course, they easily devour the turkeys to get the much needed point. It's five to four going into the final event. Street Profits select pole vault. Ford clears the bar. Ivar tells him to raise it. He clears it. Wins the event. The decathlon ends 5-5, five to five, so they're still tied. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. Okay if, okay, if the tiebreaker has to be an actual wrestling match. A title tag team title match. Or what? what what's the point of the last months. 10 weeks have been? Uh, please, please, let's have their next encounter be actual wrestling. Yes, I'm ready for that. Please. You know, we've had to... Yeah, I'm yes, I'm ready. I'm ready to move on from this as much as. You. Thank you. <laughs> okay, my, I'm not okay. I'm gonna be hot for the rest of the show, Mike. What's uh, what's coming up uh, coming up next on Raw? I believe we have a number one contenders match. Yeah, winner faces Apollo Cruz for that U.S. title at Backlash. So we got Angel Garza taking on Andrade, taking on Kevin Owens. 
Uh, Owens knows he's going to be in tough, so he attacks them during the entrance, try to get the advantage. But uh, they're ganging up on him for a while. But it has to break up at some point because they both want to win, so they start arguing. They're shoving each other. The alliance is broken. And as they're shoving, Zelina tries to break them apart, but then she gets shoved hard to the ground. Uh, she's been getting hurt a lot recently. She's she been gets, getting shoved around. Yeah, shoved by men. It's not fair. Uh, so she gets taken away by the medical staff. And then the three men go at it a bit longer in the ring. Uh, Owens hits a stunner on Garza, but then Andrade kicks him out of the way, steals the pin. So uh, Andrade will get the U.S. title shot. Andrade's coming back for that U.S. title. I uh, hope it stays on uh, Paula Cruz for a little while, though, because... um. Yeah, he's just getting started. Exactly. I hate it when shit stops before it even gets started. Yeah, then I feel like Andrade, uh, he's gonna he's gonna go for that WWE title at some point soon. Anyways. Yeah, at some point, it's only a matter of time. Um, and then backstage, the Vikings are trying to recruit Drew McIntyre to be a Viking. Weird. That was weird. Yeah, he's like, oh, think about it. So we'll see. Uh, and then MVP is coming out for his VIP lounge. Uh, I don't know who his guest was supposed to be. Drew McIntyre comes out. Yeah, who even knows who was supposed <laughs> to be there? Uh, and yeah, Drew, he just says his new t-shirt catchphrase, talk less, claim more. I like that. Talk less, claim more. Yeah, so I'm going to give you a countdown. You either take it like a man or I chase you down and beat you up and give it to you anyway. So he starts counting down, but then Lashley enters the ring and Drew cuts a promo on him, headbutts MVP before he gets jumped, but then Lashley squares up. Uh, but the Viking Raiders come out, and the Street Profits come out as well. So, uh, but yeah, Vikings, Viking Raiders are taking on MVP and Lashley. Just a little tag match, nothing really special. Uh, Vikings look good until Lashley locks in that full Nelson, and Eric taps out. Was that his finisher before? I can't remember what his finisher was no, before. No, he just, he's just been using this that Drew less. stuff. Okay, he was doing the spear for a while. Yeah, it was kind of like a so many people use the spear. Right, so. makes sense. It's nice to have a different. And he does the dominator sometimes if the opponent's small enough. Which one's that? That's like the that's like where he picks them up for a power bomb, then like flips them on their side, kind of. He doesn't do it too often. Hi, yeah, I, I, I don't think I can. I don't think yeah. I can picture that one. He was about to do it, and then Lana goes, "No, spear, spear!" And he puts him down. <laughs> right. Uh, but we haven't seen much of Lana. She's still just the crazy wife lurking in the Thank background. Thank God. Yeah, maybe she's gonna cost him his title, Sean. Who knows? Hopefully. Uh, but let's go to the main event. Main event. Because, like I said. For the third night in a row, the women are the main event. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not forced. It's just natural. <laughs> and, yeah, Oscar versus Charlotte. You know, they gave him a lot of time here. They had about 20 minutes or so. And, yeah, good chemistry, good match. We know how it goes. Charlotte, she dominated the first act, but Oscar won't stay down. Uh, actually, Charlotte dominated most of the match, it felt like. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, some good transitions back and forth. Submissions into reversals, into pin attempts. Uh, Charlotte hits a spear. But Asuka kicks out, um, and then as she regains control, Nia Jax comes storming down to the ring, gets on the apron. So Asuka nails her with her running hip attack, which knocks her down. But then she turns around into a big boot from Charlotte, and the ref, the ref counts to three, even though from my angle it looked like Asuka kicked out. Yeah. But oh yeah, you think uh, so? Did you see that? You know what I didn't? I, don't, I didn't pay too. I don't know if it was a I didn't pay too close attention to it. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was just kind of her shoulder came. I don't know. It might have just been a botch because they didn't mention it. So. Right. Uh, and then speaking of botch, afterwards, <laughs> Nia Jackson. <laughs> uh, 
big bad Naya just picks up Asuka and hits a sloppy Samoan drop, which hopefully didn't hurt. Oh, my God. Well, the, the next move to probably be banned by WWE, the Samoan <laughs> drop. Oh, yeah. uh, it's difficult. It's a difficult move uh, move to pull off. It's almost as difficult as that uh, that dangerous single leg drop. Uh, very dangerous <laughs> yeah. maneuver. Um, uh, so hopefully we'll see those banned very soon. Yeah. But yeah, not, another great but, match uh, by Charlotte Flair. <laughs> yeah, see, hopefully she, she's and, and, staying. And it is so funny because she has that Roman thing too of like, Roman Reigns doesn't really put on bad matches. Like he's a great worker. Uh, but he's just always he's just, there, uh, right? And Charlotte yeah. Flair's like same kind of thing. Like I feel like Charlotte Flair doesn't have bad matches. She's just always there. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, hopefully Oscar just beats Naya, and then we'll move on to Oscar Charlotte or move something. Move on we'll to Oscar Charlotte, probably, and then <laughs> uh, wait, who's money in the? She oh right, okay, right, because Oscar. Yeah, it was the money. Right, secret surprise. Right, right. I forgot about that. Speaking of Otis, yeah, we didn't really even have. Much I don't of think Otis he had. Yeah, like, I don't think he had the briefcase when we saw him. Yeah, this he was week. too busy with the crown this week. Right, for some odd reason that probably makes no sense. <sighs> Uh, there we go. Yeah, there we have it, though. That was Monday Night Raw. That was the first half of our week. Yes. A, uh, should we take a quick intermission? We should take a quick intermission. We're going to have a quick break. We're going to come back with the Wednesday Night War. Of course, we have the rest of the week and some trivia. So stick around. back on the show thanks for sticking it out through that break there we know it can get uh it can get long sometimes uh. yeah we know it can we know it can uh you know of course the first half of our wrestling week is done we had a great pay-per-view of course monday night raw smackdown some new champs uh also which is real exciting um but it's time to get that excitement back up before that wednesday night war uh the weekly sometimes more often than not trivia segment Trivia. Woo. Trivia. Woo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a lot of questions. Sometimes about wrestling. Sometimes they're even not about wrestling. Mike, this week I have four questions for you. I have six. Fantastic, Mike. Uh, what what kind of questions do you have for me? Well, uh, yes, mine were simple this week. Uh, we're gonna have. A game we've played before, a good old spelling bee. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to give... Yeah, so I guess I'll kick off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the wrestler's name, and you have to spell it perfectly. Perfectly. So the first superstar from NXT, we have Akira Tozawa. Akira Tozawa. Am I allowed to write it down, like on a on a piece of paper as I go? Um... In your head. In my head. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. You're right. That's yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. Akira Tozawa. A K I R A. Akira Tozawa. I think it's a T O T O Z A W A. You have got it. Fuck yeah. I got it. Yes, he's got it. All right. Let me give you one more. Sure. Uh, we have. Jackson Riker. Jackson Riker. I think it is uh, J-A-X-S-O-N-R-Y-K-E-R. 
You got it. Got no it. Fooled. Okay. I knew it was the dumb way to spell yeah. Jackson. I, I think, knew it was yeah. that dumb. I think that came up during my Michael Jackson Riker a few weeks ago. Oh, really? Really? One. Really? Okay. Yeah. I think <laughs> but the, you uh, remembered. You. The lead character from uh, oh, what's the show? Sons of Anarchy. Uh, his his name is Jackson, and they call him Jax, J-A-X. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, that's just where that, that name is one that sticks in my head. Um, Fair enough. Well, you know, Mike, just like you said, uh, Michael Jackson Riker uh, combo names. I've got some combo names for you this week also. Whoa, okay. So I'm going to give you your first combo name. Uh, wait, wait, what's the, um, is it wrestling and something else? Yeah, or? it's, it's r- wrestling, wrestling, then something else. Do I know the something else? Someone else. Yeah, you'll know the someone else. No, but I mean, like, is it specific? Like, hockey player, musical artist? Like, uh, I mean, I don't really want to give too much is away. It, it's not specific for each question or whatever. I don't know. I'm not okay. Just do your thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Question. No. No. You'll you'll get you'll get it because the clues are okay. indicative of what the person does for a living. Fair enough. Fair okay. Enough. Uh, so first off, you have uh, so um, they wrote a memoir which debuted at number ten on the New York Times bestseller list. And the second part is uh, they are a two-time Grammy Award winner, best folk album and best Americana album. Hmm. Okay. Uh, next up, we have that this person's likeliness is portrayed in the film Fighting With My Family. And the other hmm. one is one of the few drummers who also sing. And lastly, your final clues are uh, they have a finishing move named after a member of the Avengers. And they had a movie made about him and his band by the great Martin Scorsese. Movie about his band by Scorsese. What the Scorsese? Um. So the fighting with my family—that was Paige's movie. What was the What was the clue that said that movie? Their likeliness is Their likeliness. portrayed in the film Fighting with My Family. <sighs> so it's, I mean, I'm gonna assume it's Paige because she's the star, even though other people's likelinesses were portrayed. Uh, so maybe not Paige. Maybe that's too. Uh, what were some of the other? Yeah, just give a re- recap some clues. Okay, recap some clues. Uh, they wrote a memoir, which debuted at number ten on the New York Times bestseller. Is and that the wrestler or the other? That's the first half of the clue. Okay, so is it alternating between wrestler and other person? Uh, or like yeah so yeah okay so yeah just like the way that you're doing it. so I'm giving you the first half of the clue and then the second half of the clue which are both in, the people's names yeah so it goes in order of the name that's correct okay. that is yeah, correct so. yeah so they wrote a memoir uh, they wrote a memoir that debuted at number 10 and part two they are two-time Grammy winner best folk album best Americana album mm-hmm. second clue part one their likeliness is portrayed in the film finding with my family uh, second clue, part two, one of the few drummers who also sing. Mm-hmm. Third clue, part one, finishing move, named uh, or has the same name as a member of the Avengers. Uh, third clue, part two, had a movie made about him and his band by Martin Scorsese. Him and his band, Grammy. So when you say the drummer sings, did the drummer sing in the band or the drummer just also sings like in other stuff? Uh, sure, yeah, sings in the band. 
So the drummer is the singer of the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, which band is that? Drummer, singer. Da, 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 da. Uh, Grammy, folk slash Americana. Mm-hmm. Uh See, I thought this was actually going to be one of the easier ones for you. Sorry, that's why I gave it to you first. I would have, no, I would have, I would have given it to you I, last if I knew it was. I think I'm uh, mixing my clues up in my head because I think. Okay, every single first clue I give you is no, the no, rest. No, no, uh, yeah, the order. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, every uh, single first clue I gave you. See, that's yeah, the thing. If I just, the... if you give you, do you want me to give you just the wrestler clues and then just the other ones? Would that be more helpful for you to hear? Um, do that once, I guess. Okay. Cool. Uh, so wrote a memoir which debuted at number 10 on the New York Times bestseller. Mm-hmm. Likeliness is portrayed in Fighting With My Family. Finishing Move has the same name as one of the Avengers. So that's the wrestler. That's the wrestler we're looking for. Yeah. The Avengers. And then the other side of the clue is two-time Grammy Award winners. A drummer who sings in the band and had a movie made about them, him and his band by Martin Scorsese. That's the, that's the second part. Yeah. Uh, what movies? Like if I could think of just the movie or something, I think I could put it all together. You know, I love Scorsese. Why can't I think of a band movie? Okay, do you can, what can you name the Martin Scorsese documentaries? Documentaries? It's a yeah, the, it was a movie. Martin Scorsese made a movie about a band. So was it a documentary or a movie? It's a well, it's a movie. <laughs> like a like a biopic? No, it's not a biopic. It's something that really happened. So it's based on true events, but what you're seeing is a scripted film? <sighs> okay, okay. I think I can't give you I can't give you any more <laughs> clues without giving you the answer. Well, I'm, I don't know. No, no, sorry. I just thought. I thought. Oh no, I thought. Okay, okay. You, uh, yeah, I really can't give any more clues without giving it away. Like, obviously, Goodfellas isn't about a band. So, what movies with music associated with them by Martin Scorsese can you think of? Picture nineteen seventy eight ish. Is the the era of the movie? It probably yeah. <laughs> No, I'm blanking. Okay. Just uh, yeah, let me know. Let me know when you've seceded, and uh, mm. we can break it down. And I'm sure you'll uh, you'll know all the information. Uh, we. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll have to give up for this one. Okay. The movie, The Last Waltz. Ah. Okay, okay. who's The Last Waltz about? The band. Who's the drummer from the band? (laughs) Uh, I can't remember, actually. Okay, okay. I thought you could get there. Uh, Mike, the answer I was looking for was A.J. Lee Von Helm. Okay, uh, the AJ Lee part I was thinking. AJ Lee, but, her finisher uh, named Black Widow. Of course, Black Widow is yeah. member of the Avengers. Her likeness portrayed in the film Fighting with My Family yeah. by so the first, head of the Vagabonds. Uh, yeah. 
Well, you you said Paige last. Well, last at first I was thinking Paige, and then in my head I'm like, that's only a one word name, so that wouldn't work. Yeah, you should have. You so should then, you should have said you should have been speaking the AJ Lee. Yeah. AJ Lee, but I don't think I would have got the other half. I didn't. Uh, but yeah, it. it's uh, yeah that the Scorsese documentary. Yes, I do. I, I do. Yeah, I, I didn't know that was by Scorsese. That's why. Oh no! I've seen oh, the last one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, I thought. Uh, I know. I, well, I know heard. you're a fan of. You know, I know you're a fan, so I just assumed. Uh, yes, I'm a film knew. fan. Uh, but yeah, I've seen the last waltz. It was a great concert film. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, and so I knew I knew like half of the clues. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sorry, that, oh, was, that, 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 that was that was well put together. It was yeah. my that that one would that one would have been at the end if I. Uh, but okay, yeah. okay. Uh, what do you have? That's, what do you have for me? Next question. All right, next spelling B. We haven't seen this person in a while, but uh, you should know the name. But can you spell it? Okay. One of the goons. Yes. Jessamine Duke. No, I cannot spell this because there's a Y in there somewhere. Okay. I'll just I'll, <laughs> so I'll just separate the names. Jessamine. Yes, and then Duke. Duke, Duke is the last name. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so well, I'm you going. Can probably get Duke. I'm going J E S S A M Y N D U K E. That is correct. Fuck yes. <laughs> I I knew there was okay. You know what? I thought I was I was thinking in my head it was how many ends are in Jessamine. Yeah. That was. I remember my, uh, well for the first for the longest time I thought her name was Jessa like Minduke or something. Oh, until I saw it written <laughs> out. Actually, I thought her first name was Jessa. That's I'm actually like, not Jessa? a bad name either. Just like <laughs> Jessa Minduke, like Miss yeah. Miss Minduke. But then yeah, once I saw him, like oh it's Jessa Jessa Minduke. <laughs> Jessa but you got and it. Duke, we got it. Okay, Mike, yeah. I have a, uh, I have another, I have another one here for you that I think is going to be, oh, man, I, sh- I mean, I'm just, I'm just like going over all my questions. Uh, either way, okay, it's fun. So this one again is wrestler first, and then the second part, second yeah, part one, part, part two, one, part two. Part one. Yes. Okay. okay, so, uh, so question number one here for you, part one. Uh, they currently do not work for a wrestling company. Uh, and part two, this person is a 17-time Grammy Award winner. Uh, okay, question number two, part one. This person was once an NXT Tag Team of the Year Award winner. And part two, they released their first album in 1952 and their last album in 2004. Uh, question number three, part one. This person once appeared... In the NXT universe, wearing a wig. And part two was the subject of an Oscar award-winning biopic. Uh, okay. So you said they were NXT Tag Team of the Year? That is correct. Okay. Uh and the person, the music was from 1952 to 2004? That is correct. Okay, and there's a biopic on the Oscars. I don't know, I feel like maybe Johnny Cash on that side. Because he, I don't know, how old? 1950 to 2004? It's got to be someone pretty old. Pretty old. Pretty old. Tried pretty dead. old. Pretty old. Tried dead. <laughs> well, dead. Yeah, I was assuming they're dead. But Johnny Cash would have died around then too. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
tag team wrestler. They're no longer wrestling anywhere. They're no. Free agent, if you will. Free agent, if you were. If you would. Not retired, though. Not retired. I don't know who would hire them, though. Last seen in NXT? No. Okay. You don't have to say that. I don't know where they were last that seen. That was a big no, though. No. That was a big no. Yeah, I don't know where they were last seen. Okay. Uh, so to, MIA. To MIA, yeah. Tag team. Who is the big tag team of the years? I mean, all the other guys are still rivals and the other company dash and dawson wait that's the same guys same guys <laughs> i can give you the year they won it in uh 2014 tag team of the year 14 tag team of the year so there was like the vaude villains and shit mm-hmm. that was aiden english simon gotch uh uh, uh, the final clue on the wrestler side is that they once appeared in the WWE universe wearing a wig. So, like in the crowd, like on a Raw or SmackDown or something. On a something. On a something wearing a wig. What the fuck? Someone who popped up wearing a wig was a former NXT tag standout. Apparently, and they do not work currently. Yeah. Mm, uh, uh, give me some of the other side the, the other side uh, 17, <laughs> 17 Grammys Released albums 52 17. to 2004 And they were the subject of an award winning biopic An Oscar, yeah, Oscar winning Oscar winning Oscar biopic winning. Who's all that old? Anything? I'm swirling. You're swirling. Swirling, circling the drain. I'm trying to think. I don't know why I'm blanking so much. Yeah, surprise you can't. Yeah, think about the wrestler side. Think about the wrestler side. Who you think that one might be? Get more. I mean, that was. NXT tag teams. There was Jordan and Gable, the Revival, the Bond Villains, the Luchas, Zack Ryder, Mojo you're Riley. F- and you're forgetting. You, you pretty much just haven't said the other team. <laughs> the big team, yeah. Or the not the not the big I'm... team. You just haven't. Yeah, like the other ones of that same time. You've just haven't said. <laughs> yeah. Who am I missing? Enzo and Cass. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking of. Oh, yeah, because they never. I guess tag team of the year, but they never won the titles. That's probably what I was only thinking of champions. Uh, Enzo Amore, Colin Cassidy is his full name, I think. If that's Big Cass, Enzo Amore, Cass. Okay, we're just, we're just looking for one of those two <laughs> names. Oh yeah, one of it's the just two. it's just one of the people. Yeah, yeah, just one of them. Yeah. Uh, which one? Probably Cass. I uh. Okay, mm, what you got? What you got, Mike? Mm, the the, uh, the the fans at home are buzzing in. They're Jeopardy buzzers they're right de- now. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. You got, I don't think I'll get pick there. a guess. Pick a guess. You got to pick one of the names. Cass. 
Pick the other one. Pick the other one. <laughs> Enzo. Enzo Amo Ray Charles. Oh, Ray Charles. Ray Charles, of course, uh, yeah. was portrayed by Jamie Foxx in the Oscar award-winning biopic of that. Um, yeah. And uh, remember when Enzo showed up at SummerSlam, like two rows behind green shirt guy wearing that wig? Yeah. During that tag match, and they had to like... Yeah, uh, and they kicked him out. They kicked him out. Yeah, I was, I was hoping you would get it with the wig on. Yeah, I uh, I thought I mean, that I would. I thought of him, but yeah, again. You didn't say it out loud. I didn't. Say That's the thing. Out I think because there was a point where you were saying Enzo Amo, and then you kept saying, <laughs> "I feel like you would have gotten Enzo Amore, Enzo, Am and then like who? Yeah. Uh, you know, you you would have you would have gotten away from the Johnny Cash thought. Yeah, the Johnny Cash fucked me. Yeah. He fucked me. <laughs> Johnny Cash fucked you. He fucked me. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully, I can close it out with a win. Still, we'll you see, still have two, you still have two more. Still have two more. Let me give you another one here. Hopefully you know this one. Yeah. You've seen it a lot. Oh, uh, the new women's champion, Io Shirai. Io Shirai. Fuck, there's an A in there somewhere. Is it R-I-A or R-A? I-O-S-H-I-R-A-I. That is correct. Fuck yeah. I knew there was an A in there. Somewhere. He's on a roll. He's on a roll. I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. Okay, fuck. I gotta get these. I gotta get these. I gotta. I gotta, I gotta say these questions or these clues a little there, bit. No, uh, you're doing fine. I'm. I'm not doing. Yeah, as just well. maybe that's what it is. Talk. Talk. I did it, last time. You did the hockey. I was doing great. Yeah. This time I'm not doing. That's so what great. it is. Talk it out more. Talk it out yeah, more. Yeah, we all them. talk it out more. Yeah. Um. Okay. So this one is actually first person and then the wrestler. So the wrestler will be the second part of the clue. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, so first off, um, this person was nominated for three different or uh, three best director Oscars, but it's lost every time. And they had their first WWF match in 1990 with a loss to a man named Paul Roma. Hmm. Okay. Um, next up, this person has made 13 movies to gross over 100 million dollars. The second person was the first performer to win, or sorry, the first, yeah, first wrestler to win the IC title three times. Okay, and your final clue. Mm -hmm. uh, this person is the creator of the Alien franchise. And the second part is that they are a two-time WWE Hall of Famer. Two-time WWE Hall of Famer. Two-time. Okay, so Alien, starring. They created the franchise, Rip didn't? No, no, no. Yeah, okay, I'm just okay, working okay. back. Is it Ridley Scott or Ripley Scott that stars in? One of one. What? What do you say? <laughs> one of them. Huh? Ridley Scott. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, Alien. I know the director. Why? Why can't I think? Did Gladiator too? That yeah, he's done a lot. A why, why, why am I blanking? I know this name. It's another one. It's in. Uh, who's the, who's the second part of the name? The wrestler. Mm -hmm. uh, so we got two-time Hall of Famer. What were the other clues? The first to have uh, three IC title reigns, and had their first WWF match in 1990. 1990. I mean, you, it seems Alien. like yeah. It seems like you got close to the first half. Two-time Hall is of it, Famer is a very small list. 
got two time. Um, uh, alien. It's not. Uh, what's his name? Um, is it uh, <laughs> James Cameron? Uh, who's the directors? Okay, who's a two-time Hall of Famer? There's like Booker T, okay. uh, Ric Flair, okay, Bret Hart, okay. Uh, Booker T, Bret Hart, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, okay. <laughs> uh, Shawn Walden. Okay. <laughs> well, there's uh, there's a, there's probably a few members of a of factions, correct? Possibly in individually and as a part of a faction. Uh, the, the, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, who else? Mm. Uh, Diesel, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. Okay, any of those names? What, so any of those Ridley names? Ridley Scott Hall. Uh, Ridley, Ridley Scott, Scott Hall. Yeah, okay. So I fucked up. Yeah, I got the director and the main actress confused. That's what I was fucking Yeah, you're Sigourney Weaver? Sigourney Weaver. I don't know why I thought her. It's because her name's Ripley in the movie, right? I think you might be right, actually. I think, that yeah, something it. like that was mind fucking me. I it knew, I knew Ridley Scott, you? though. Yeah, Ridley Scott did. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, J you're right. James Cameron did the sec, did Aliens. Yeah, there, uh, was, there was a couple mind fucks going on in my head. <laughs> I think there's, there's been it. a couple all day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I, I, yeah, I overthink. I love That's what it but, is. No, Ridley Scott <laughs> Hall, though. We, we got it. We got Ridley that. Scott Hall. We got it. All right. My next spelling bee. Okay. We haven't seen this person in a while. Oh. Part of AEW's women's division. Oh, fuck. But she's still with the company. Okay. Uh, we have Yuka Sakazaki. Oh, no. This is going to be a total guess. Saka. <laughs> okay. Say that again. Sorry. Yuka <laughs> Sakazaki. Okay. I'm going to say Y-U-K-A-S-A-K... A Z A K I. That is correct. No Again. way. Yes. You're I, on a roll. I thought I was gonna get lost in the somewhere in the Akas. You're <laughs> on a roll. All right. I'm gonna give you I'll give you my final one. You've got one final one? Yes, that's correct. Alright, so I'll give you my last one while we're here. The uh yes, this is the name you've been seeing recently, so hopefully you've memorized it. Because he is the new cruiserweight champion. El Hio del Fantasma. This is going to be tough, yeah, too. E-L-H-I-H-O-D-E-L-F-A... No, P-H-A-N-T-A-S-M-A. You were close. Fuck, where was I off? Uh, well, the Fantasma is with an F. It is with an F? Oh, man, I don't know why I pictured it. And also, El Hio is H-I-J-O. Oh yeah, fuck. Yeah, so it's a tricky I, one. No, that that is a hard one. I don't know why I pictured. That's why I put it, it last. I don't know why I pictured why I the phantasma. No, that's you know uh, going into pH, this. Yeah. I think I, I thought it was pH, but then I looked I and it was F. Weird. So there uh, you go. Okay, Mike, your final one. Your final one here. Uh, yes. Okay, here we go. Um, this one is wrestler first, and then the second person. They're the second part of the, the the other is the second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So clue number one: this person is currently a champion in a promotion. Okay. 
uh, and they uh, this and the second part is they fronted a famous '80s hair metal band. Okay. Uh, part two, uh, number two. This person is a former member of the Bullet Club. And mm. the second part, this the this person's uh, this person's band's 1984 album "Stay Hungry" went triple platinum. And finally, they are a part of a wrestling family. And the second part is that they've had two music videos featuring the actor who portrayed the maestro on the hit television show Seinfeld. <laughs> um, 80s hair metal bands. Let's see. We got like Twisted Sister, Quiet Riot. Uh, Motley Crue. Uh, I mean, there's tons. Poison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you name any of their lead singers? Oh, yeah. We're looking for the singer. We're looking for the singer. It's the front man of the band. They fronted a famous band. The front fa- man of the, of the famous band. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so it's like Brett Michaels. Uh, who's saying the other? Who's the fucking Motley? Uh, let's go back to the wrestler for a bit. Mm-hmm. Give me the so he's a current champion in the promotion, former Bullet Club member, and what was the third? Part of a wrestling family. Part of a wrestling family. So like a literal family. Like a li- like a literal blood like family. Blood like not like uh, like uh, Kenny not, Omega not and a, the Bucks. Not a kayfabe family. <laughs> yeah. Well, they may a also real wrestling a family. real wrestling. Blood family. Current champion. Uh, well, Cody's a champion uh, from a family. Uh, it was on the other side. Got. Think of all your champions. Uh, yeah, not. Uh, let's go back. So the the lead singer of the band. Eighties <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, hair metal. What were, what were the other music clues again? Uh, their album, nineteen eighty four, "Stay Hungry," went triple platinum. Stay hungry. And they had two music videos that ha- featured the actor who portrayed the maestro <laughs> on the yeah. hit television show Seinfeld. That one I think does the least for me. Oh, okay. I mean, I know the maestro, but I can't. Think of, of course, him you can't think about the music video. Yeah, I got you. Let's see. Maybe when eighties. Yeah, I don't know. Guns and Roses, Axl Rose. Ah, blah, blah, so do you have? Do you have an answer for the first half of the question? The wrestler. Yeah. No, not yet. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm thinking of a current champion wrestling family. Who do you think it might be? Uh, not Drew McIntyre, not Braun Strowman, <laughs> not Apollo Crews. No. Got to limit. Well, I mean, Cody's in the list. I'm trying to think if there's any other wrestling family guys. You could almost you could almost say that by deduction, Cody would have to be the first part. <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Uh, but then what's the singer Rhodes? I mean, I know Randy Rhodes. The well, first of player. all, I mean. Uh, Mike, I mean, you may have to jump to a conclusion yourself when the but man not, who you the when the man who you just mentioned comes down to the comes down to the ring. What <laughs> is Cody? the name that it says on the banner? <laughs> Cody. Uh, it, that's what I. Cody. That's what I seem to notice. Uh, so Cody. Uh, what's uh, who's who's a singer? 
Cody D. Dio. <laughs> Mike, you were so close. You were so close. I know. Cody I guess. O? I guess you're thinking of Ronnie. You were thinking of Ronnie James Dio. I guess hoping <laughs> to make it work. No, Mike. Yeah. You definitely said the answer. Of course, you said Axl Rose. Vince Neil is the lead singer of Motley Crue. You said the name right off the bat. Twisted Sister, fronted by none other than D. Snyder, Co. Uh, D. Snyder. <laughs> yeah, that ugly bastard. That ugly bastard. And yeah, the actor um, in the We're Not Going to Take It and the I Want to Rock music videos. Yeah, I've seen. The videos uh, it's yeah the maestro uh that actor portraying yeah like an angry dad who doesn't want the kids rock music that uh, makes sense there it's like you, uh like in uh what's the, the the actor who plays norm on cheers oh he was in uh he, he was in a the michael jackson bad video yelling at macaulay culkin oh really like, turn that music down and he that's slams funny. the door that's funny michael jackson yeah Michael Jackson. Hey, uh, but hey. <laughs> there you have it. That was the uh, that was our trivia for the day. Yes, always a fun. It was always, always a lot of fun. Always a lot of fun. You're gonna send that to me, and we're gonna get this backlog moving, Mike. Let's keep moving on with the show because um, we do have a fallout from some of the events that occurred on the weekend. Of course, we were we did have this live in a, uh, in your house pay per view, and now we have to come back on this week's NX. T NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's some good wrestling. So NXT. Watch and see. Gotta tap out a count now. One, two, three. So NXT this week starts off with none other than uh, the man. As far as I'm concerned, the man around those parts, uh, Adam Cole. Yeah, he set the record, longest reign over a year. He's still the champ. So yeah, he comes out, cuts a promo. Basically saying that I'm still the champ. Dream can't challenge me. So what's next? Doesn't matter. Uh, and then they start talking about Dexter Loomis, and then Roddy freaks out because he sees Loomis in the crowd. He's like, "There he is!" But the other members don't see him, so they they think Roddy's crazy, and that just kind of continues throughout the night. Yeah, this is um yeah. So now we're you know so Dexter Loomis is a serial killer again. Mike, we've asked ourselves these questions before of where we're allowed to draw the line. Uh, you know, like we can't see blood, but we're allowed to know what a sociopath is or, uh, you know, these sorts of lines that can't be crossed. I would have liked this segment a lot more if, cause we can edit these things now, right? You know, picture the mind games Dexter Loomis could play with Roderick Strong while this whole other narrative, Adam Cole's talking in the background to the crowd, yet the camera suddenly shifts this perspective of the story that Roderick Strong and Dexter Loomis are, are, are telling to each other, right? Yeah. You know that thing of isn't that kind of what happened? It, but it didn't really feel like it because he was like he was too much like hey he's right there. I don't know. But then they didn't see him. Then they turn around and he was gone. Turned around and he was gone. He was yeah. I just want to see yeah. more of that. I want to hear that right. that like I'm... monotone violin come in to really build that <laughs> tension because yeah. it, it's it's a hundred percent for us, right? I mean, build the show for the people watching it. Yeah. No. Because uh... we're the only people who are watching it. I think. <laughs> And then, yeah, I think backstage later, Roddy's freaking out about more stuff. And they're like, calm down, Roddy. But he's just yeah, inconsolable. Inconsolable. But then we get some mixed tag action here. Keith Lee and his wifey, Mia Yim, taking on Johnny and Candice. Uh, yeah, just a fun tag match. The Garganos, they go for this double Hurricane Rana. And they both get caught upside down, just clinging to each other for dear life. And then, uh, yeah, they do the AOP spot where they kind of just slam them together in the power bomb position. That was pretty cool. 
but anyways, uh, eventually Keith Lee hits his big pounce, sending Gargano just flying into the woman, which knocks Mia Yim off the apron. So Lee goes to check on his wife, but Johnny super kicks him uh, and then hits his slingshot DDT. But then Lee lands right on the fallen Candice LeRae. All oh. that weight on the tiny poison. All pixie. that Chunky Kong. Damn. Yeah, that Chunky Kong on Tiny Kong. <laughs> uh, so the ref checks on Candace, and as Lee comes to, he realizes what happened. He feels terrible. He's shocked. He's trying to help Candace up. As, yeah, he picks her up, uh, but then Johnny just rolls up Lee, which causes him to drop Candace, and she comically just kind of falls to the floor. But Johnny gets a three count and the win. He doesn't care. Um, and then after the match, he's celebrating. He just picks up Candace's lifeless body, like weekend at Bernie's. He's waving her <laughs> arm. It was great. Um, Didn't give a shit. Yeah, you know, mixed tag can be more fun than expected. We've seen this like probably three, four-ish weeks now in a row, maybe. Or like these yeah, guys have been teasing right. each other. But we, this is like this is our we're fifty-fifty booking our top angles right now, right? Johnny Gargano loses cleanly <laughs> and definitively to Keith Lee in a pretty good match that we just yeah. had there on Sunday. And now, you know, is is he back in the contention just because he got a, you know, kind of like a mix, a messy mixed tag win? Uh, these things have happened before. Yeah, I don't know what, uh, what? where, yeah, if they're just going to keep going down this path or do something else. But uh, either way, I love the weekend of Bernie's moment. Just waving Candace's lifeless arms around. Just for, the, just for that one moment. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he just does this, if Johnny Gargano just continues being a piece of shit and has to carry his lifeless body of his wife around, I'll, I'll, I'll laugh yeah. in a good way. That's a good point. Uh, but then we get Indu's share. They're back, taking on... The team of Mikey Del Bray and Mike Reed. Uh, and yeah, you know the deal. Quick squash win for induce share. They get the little double team elbow drop move, whatever they do. Whatever whatever they do. Whatever there. they do, they're here. You know, the tag team division on NXT is the one thing that needs a little shake up. Oh, for so sure. No, we, we, we have no problem with squash matches to bring someone up. It's when they're squash yeah. matches when they don't need to be brought up. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, for now, the, yeah. This is fine for now. Exactly, right? Uh, Especially like we don't know we don't know what the plans were for the the broser weights. We don't know what what was supposed to happen there. Um, yeah. you know, so we need we need we need something fresh as you like to say in that uh <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Uh but then we go backstage, Robert Stone, he's trying to recruit Rhea Ripley now as his client. He's trying anything. Uh, client, he's trying, but uh she just punches him in the gut. And then tosses him in a garbage can. This poor guy. Rough week. Uh, and then we go to Cameron Grimes. Taking on Finn Balor. In a good little match. These two. They're building some good chemistry together. The Battle of the Foot Stomps. Uh, but Finn's. He's the one that hits his. He gets the coup de gras, Followed by that 1916. And he gets the win. I still think. I, I, st I, I still got to say. Grimesy. Grimesy's, you don't like uh, the 1916 though? Uh, no, I do. I like that way better than the coup de gras. Yeah, I know. You you always hated the but you just like grimy better overall is what you're saying. No, I think I think his coup de gras is cooler. That's really <laughs> what it is. In. Because he because he has to hop up and then push yeah, down where Finn Balor's all down. No, Finn Balor well, comes in from like eight feet high rather than three feet. I mean, it's so hard. I wonder which one that which one do you think stuff. hurts more? We've been through this. We have? <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I don't, I'm always on the coup de gras side. I think coup de gras would hurt more. Yeah, it's just so full body say. weight, both feet right on your sternum. You're dead. Anyways, <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> you're dead. Let's move on. Uh, Casey Catanzaro is back 
Always nice to see her, this tiny little girl. Who <laughs> can Ninja Warrior, not little girl. Ninja sorry. Warrior, yeah, yeah. Yeah. America. Uh so she's here, taking on Dakota Kai. And yeah, Casey looked great, just little tiny athletic, bouncing all around, hitting some cool moves. Uh until Dakota, she hits a scorpion kick, followed by the GTK to get the pinfall. And then afterwards, her and her bully Raquel, they just beat on Casey some more until Caden Carter comes out to make the save. But she just ends up eating a big choke slam from Raquel and the heels stand tall. And uh, they do. Are uh, what's Dakota Kai doing right now? Nothing, just chilling. I mean, this is why I feel like I, think... I feel like we need to move past this Tegan Knox thing, right? How or how much longer can we keep doing that? I one? think we're I think we're ready for NXT to get a turn with the women's tag titles, so all these other girls can have something to do. Yeah, you're right. Let's uh, you know, that, like you know, Tegan, Shotzi, Casey. I don't know. All these people have teams that they're building up now, so we'll see. That's a great idea. Yeah. But uh, then we get the new cruiserweight champ, El Hijo Del Fantasmo, comes out to cut a promo. Uh, but then Drake Maverick comes out right away as well. And he congratulates him. You know, he says, you deserve the win, but I know I can beat you if you give me another shot. So Fantasma says, see, and he offers a handshake. But then this is when the masked Lucha abductors show up and they jump on the apron. Drake and Fantasma are back to back. They're ready to fend them off when Fantasma turns around. And does the heel turn, headbutts Drake, and they all beat him up together, the Luchas. So, knew it all along. He was in on it. He was Fantasma. in on it all along. And then the two other men, they remove their masks, and it's Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde, who were both abducted a couple months back. Uh, this is where they've been. <laughs> and then Phantasma as well takes off his mask, and he says, he reveals he can speak English, and he says, I am Santos Escobar the NXT Cruiserweight champ and no one could touch me. So that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, this was a great this Santos. was a this was a great reveal after the odd backstage attacks. Um yeah, and it's you know when I think like Vantasma wasn't going to get over only speaking Spanish with a mask on. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of yeah. There's already a lot of luchas with the masks on that, that don't really make that happen for them. You know, I hate to say it, removing the mask and having him speak English. You know, I don't. You know, it's in, the yeah. in theory. You look that, like a cool bad guy. In theory, in that should have nothing to do with it. You know, but uh, yeah. but yeah, it's it's going to be great to see the the turn also, right? Because we have um, you know, when you have the shitty heel as you're uh, you know leading a belt. We're going to get that stoked baby face who's going to come for it. Maybe Drake Maverick yeah. is that character. Maybe. Yeah. He wants to take down Escobar and the uh, cartel. Yeah. Who knows? That's what we'll call the Luchas. That's what we're going to call him from now on, the cartel. Because he's Escobar, right? Yeah, so that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, and hopefully that cartel grows. You know, he already recruited these two jobbers. Uh, who's next? Uh What's Denzel Desjardins? Watch out. Watch out, that guy. Oh, my God. He'll be the new member of the cartel. Yeah. Uh, Ever rise? Where are you at? Watch out! So far, doing way better than Dark Order, by the way. Uh, yeah, this is already. Help, cool. um, Escobar's got two guys. I mean, what's the Dark Order been doing this whole time? Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, but let's go to the main event. We got the the tortured artist Dexter Loomis taking on Adam Cole, baby. And yeah, Loomis looking good. The crowd is treating him full on babyface here. They're yeah, they're slamming on the plastic. They're pumping him up uh yeah dexter he's dominating the match he's got his triangle choke applied when then roddy and bobby they start getting involved behind the ref's back roddy hits him with a big kick 
Cole follows up with the last shot, and he gets the win. And then after the match, Adam Cole's going to mock Loomis, but he just pops up and applies that choke again. So Undisputed Era start beating on him. And then Velveteen Dream comes out to help Loomis. So he fights off with Bobby. And then Loomis chases off Roddy. So now Adam Cole's all alone in the ring. And then the lights go out. And Scarlet comes down. And she just places an hourglass. Turns it over. As the crowd chants TikTok. And we get a cool little final shot of just yeah Cole clutching his belt in frame with the hourglass. Is his time ticking? Is the Brock Lesnar cross reign coming? That's not. I know. That's what I. That's what none of us want. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where. Uh, I don't know, but it does seem like Cole's in danger. If if he's gonna face cross, I don't see Cole getting out of that one. Um. Yeah, it's weird. Like he hasn't been truly built up yet, right? So having him you know, dethrone Adam Cole would be probably premature. Yeah, like I feel Dexter Loomis has been more built up at this point. At this point, at least he's had you know a couple more kind of on-screen appearances. Uh, and he's got the better death eyes yeah. than Cross. <laughs> Way better death eyes. Like, his just look real. With Cross, he's putting on, like, a fake snarl. With Dexter, you're like, damn, that guy's cold. He could kill some people. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, yeah, fuck, I don't know. I don't know, but it could if this leads yeah. to, like, a Dexter Lewis versus Karrion Cross feud, that could be interesting. Maybe. Yeah, I didn't like, I wasn't, uh, I didn't like the TikTok thing as the, uh, as it went, as it went off air. The, the chant? I didn't like that too much. It was a little forced. That, that one like felt Scar. forced because Karrion Cross has not performed in front of the WWE. Like, it's weird, like, yeah. because you're determining your own crowd's things. Yeah, right now. That's yeah, what it'd be, not, right? Like, chanting like, anything. They're not chanting tortured artists at Dexter Lewis. Yeah, like, and if it, like, you know, <laughs> or, you know, if it was, uh, if, if this was happening all in front of the real world, people slowly would start to say, tick tock. Yeah. Yeah, or they'd make up their own thing. Make up their own thing. Better than TikTok. Uh, but you know? <laughs> I do like Scarlet, though. I like her presentation. She yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. A silent, Sil smiling badass. You know, yeah, but, we still uh, we still need to know if we need to get over that uh, that whole lip syncing thing. We're not sure if that quite works yet. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We're still uh, in the middle on that. <laughs> we're not quite sure where we land. But that, uh, but that but, was NXT. Yeah, that's that. You know, we don't know the when the next takeover is going to be, so they got time to do whatever the fuck they want. Time to do whatever the hell we want. Let's keep the fuck. <laughs> What's up? No, I said the fuck we. Oh, want. <laughs> oh my god! That, like that's something terrible happened. Don't you know, censor like, me. I know no, I no. wasn't trying to censor you. It was like you know one of those things where it's like you may have just been like kind of rubbing your finger on your table, and then you got a huge splinter like in that moment. You're just like fuck. <laughs> like I thought it was something very minor, uh, like that. No, <laughs> we are fine. We are healthy. We're all good, Mike. Let's keep moving on because it's Wednesday night. Not only do we have the incredible uh, people over there at Full Sail, we do have a bunch of people hanging out. But there's a group of people who like to show up to the Jacksonville Jaguars practice facility once a week. Uh, for a couple hours and just sort of settle themselves, set, settle out their differences. Uh, we're moving to AEW Dynamite. AEW, all elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Yeah, we're at Daly's place. Daly's uh, place. We're just going to kick it off with some tag action. The Butcher and the Blade are taking on FTR. And uh, we got Chris Jericho back on commentary. Finally. Lovely. Finally. Uh, yeah, and FTR looking good here in their debut. We get some some cool brain busters. Uh, yeah, everyone's just going back and forth. Bunch of good tag moves until finally FTR hit the Goodnight Express on Butcher. And then the jumping double pile driver 
which they call the Mind Breaker onto Blade, and that gets them the win. It's fantastic. So, uh, yeah, big big debut. Afterwards, Tony interviews him, and they call themselves the best team. So Young Bucks come out, congratulate him, and they're like, "Yeah, but uh, we're the Jacksons. We're the best team." So uh, they go to shake hands, but then they get jumped from behind by Butcher and the Blade, and then Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc come out. So Hangman and Keddy come out there. We get a big brawl. Uh, and then it just kind of ends with the Elite and FTR in the ring together, working together, I guess. Little troops. Yeah, um, the uh, commentary did a great job at putting over FTR in this. Uh, Chris Jericho did also. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, for, uh, yeah, if anyone happened to not know who they are, they did a good job of explaining things. Yeah, it was all, it was all just a lot of good stuff. Um, Butcher and the Blade, they're still pretty cool in my books. Yeah, they're, hey, the bunny is nowhere to be seen. I think she's kind of, well, we, she, we, uh, we, we will see what happens there later on in the show. Um, I might have missed that. Oh, you may have <laughs> missed that, uh, Mike. You need so, to... Allie. Okay, you can fill me in on we'll, that one We'll later. fill you in when oh, it yeah. happens. <laughs> uh, but let's go to some more tag action. Hukaru Shida teaming up with Chris Statlander to take on Penelope Ford and Nyla Rose. Um, this was, yeah, the good, uh, the rise of Penelope continues for me. She's just looking great. Uh, her and Shida having some good exchanges. Uh, yeah, eventually it turns out, uh, yeah, Shining Wizard on Penelope, but she kicks out. Uh, so eventually Kip Sabian grabs Sheeta's foot. Statlander gives him a suicida. All this commotion distracts the ref. So Nyla slides Penelope the belt, and she nails Sheeta in the head, and then follows up with an awesome perfect plex slash fisherman suplex with a super high bridge, and she holds on for the three. That's huge. So big. Big Love Penelope. win. She's gunning for that title She's now. Coming for the contender in your future. She's yeah, like we said, with Britt Baker on the side, Nyla lost. You know, Penelope's tick coming for that top heel spot. So, and I'm liking it. Yeah, you're you're right, and um, you know, this sort of this sort of seems like a thing that it's anyone's ball game. This uh, this women's title, really. Yeah, and well, it, it has been for a little while. And yeah, these uh, yeah these four staples of the division. Yeah. For now. Yes. Uh. Then we get this little mini skateboard video with Darby Allen hanging out with Tony Hawk. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, it's just kind of Darby just practicing, dropping in off a ladder. And after many failed attempts, he finally lands it. So good for him. Congratulations, Darby Allen. It's nice to see work, somebody working hard huh? and achieving those goals. It's just nice to see. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then we get another video package from the role model, Britt Baker. Just more talking about the struggles and... Uh, yeah, she's going to overcome all that. Of course. She's going to overcome everything. The role model. The role model. And then we get more tag action. There was a night of tag team wrestling here. Uh, we got Santana, Ortiz, Jake Hager teaming up to take on the best friends in Orange Cassidy. Uh, so, yeah, early on, the inner circle jumped the best friends. They're beating them up. Orange Cassidy gets the hot tag. He's running wild, taking out all three men. Uh, nice double Hurricane Rana. Uh, eventually, they fight back. They're going to. They're trying to hit the street sweeper on Orange Cassidy, but he escapes. Then he applies this unique pin onto Ortiz and gets the three count win. But right after Jericho's pissed, he storms down off the commentary table. He's got Floyd with him, and uh, yeah, the inner circle just beat on the baby faces as Jericho hits him with the bat, and he ends up nailing Orange Cassidy in the head, which busted him open. What's uh, what's, what's the bat's name again? I forget. 
Floyd. Floyd. Floyd the Bat, busting heads. So, uh, yeah, Cassidy's bleeding. I don't know if he bladed or if it was what happened, but who knows? Uh, but then they're not done. Chris Jericho, he goes under the ring and grabs a big sack of oranges. And then they just smash it over the head of Orange Cassidy and just beat him with the bag while he's down. Uh, and then Jericho just closes it out by saying, Blood Orange Cassidy has been juiced. And then they squeeze out the juice of the orange onto the falling bloody body. Chris Jericho also does this thing where he bites into an orange in no way that somebody would ever eat an orange. Like he grabs it and instead of like peeling it and taking the slices, he just bites into it. And I don't think I've ever seen like somebody through the peel. Uh, through the peel. Yeah. I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen somebody eat an orange. I was I was just like, huh, I yeah. <laughs> never seen that before. Like it, was, it was something new I've seen. It was pretty cool. He's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, it seems like this is going to lead to one day to uh, Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho in a singles match. Yeah, we know we know we're get we know we're getting it. That one could day. be a hot match, yeah. a big win for Cassidy. We know we're, biggest win of his career. We know we're getting it. Yeah, but uh, is Fighter Fest too soon for that? Probably, probably. <laughs> Save it for All Out, maybe we'll see. Uh, but let's go on. We finally get some singles action here. Uh, Sammy Guevara is taking on Colt Cabana. Both men showing no respect for each other, but they have a. Good little match here. Uh, yeah, eventually Colt goes up to the top rope, but Sammy picks him up on his shoulders in that burning hammer position and hits the GTH to get the win. And then after the match, uh, we get the return. Evil Uno and Stu Grayson are back. And other members of the Dark it's Order come out. It's been a while. Out. Been a while since we've seen those two guys. Been a long time. Yeah. And then uh, Mr. Brody Lee comes out as well, and he goes right over to Cabana, gives him a hand, picks him up, and then just walks off with a dark order. So the recruit continues as Colt, you know, he waits a minute, but then he walks down the tunnel after them. He's got to get someone. He's got to get someone. He's got to get some. But uh, and then we go to a little cinematic piece. We had Joey Janela. He's just kind of drinking at a bar, narrating. He's walking the streets, talking about losing his direction. You know, he went from main eventing against Moxley in these no holds barred matches to wherever he is now. And as he's roaming the streets, Sonny Kiss pulls up, sees him walking. He's like, hey, get in. Let's have a ride. So he, he gets in. And they drive into the night. And that's just to be continued. And we'll see where that goes. We'll see what happens next week. Yeah, just a fun little film. Yeah. little mini film. Uh, and then backstage, the interviewer tries to get a word with Colt Cabana. But uh, he ends up knocking on and entering the dressing room of Mr. Brody Lee. So it looks like the recruit. Uh-oh. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, what we've been waiting for. So hopefully, we Mr. Boom Boom. Yeah, we have been. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to the parking lot. Not quite as dangerous, but still dangerous here at uh, Daly's place mm -hmm. where John Moxley arrives at the arena. And then Taz just gets in his face, starts yelling at him. When Brian Cage comes running up from behind, attacks Moxley. They start fighting around the parking lot. Uh... Yeah, someone gets swung out with a pipe, goes through the car window. So uh, Cage, though, he gets the better of Moxley, and he's ready to hit the drill claw right there in the parking lot. But Taz says, no, that'd be too much. That would kill him. <laughs> so uh, instead, he just tosses Moxley onto the car, breaking the windshield. Yeah, not too that's bad. Your, not too bad because we do have that Fighter Fest match. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to assume that's the it'll be the second week of that match. Yeah, they'll probably main event Fighter Fest. Yeah, that makes sense. July 8th, whatever it was. 
but let's go to the main event of this episode. We got Cody defending his TNT championship against Mark Quinn of Private Party fame. Mark Yeah, the open. Quinn. Yeah, uh, just a good, you know, good, fun main event. But uh, I think most of us believed that Quinn wasn't wasn't really going to have much of a chance to win here, but uh, he still puts up a decent little fight. Uh, yeah, his big moment, I think. He hits an awesome 450 splash off the top rope onto Cody, who was laying on the ramp, that elevated ramp. Uh, but then he starts selling that knee that he injured a few weeks back. Uh, so he goes to the top rope. He's looking to hit for a, sh a shooting star press, but Cody scouts it and just catches him right into an ankle lock, which Cody transitions into an even more painful-looking leg lock. And Quinn is forced to tap out. So another solid title defense for Cody. Two two weeks in a row. Two in a row, back to back. Then uh, after the match, Hager comes down, starts tossing Cody around. So Private Party, Matt Hardy come out to hit uh, Hager with some chairs to save Cody. But then Santana and Ortiz come out to help him. So everyone starts brawling. The officials have to come out, break it up. So Cody gets on the mic and says, Jake, you want a TNT title shot at Fighter Fest? You got it. So that closes the show, and that'll and yeah. that'll be the match. Yeah, that's that, maybe that'll main event the first week of the fighter fest. Yes, that could you know another title belt first at a pay per view. Uh, it's real exciting stuff. Yeah, so that'll be fun, and that's your Wednesday night. That was Wednesday night, the war which is, which is and great will show. be for will forever be. Mm -hmm. Um, well, yeah, Mike, that was another great show, another great edition of the Wednesday Night Wars. Before we end the show, we do have... Now, it's not necessarily supposed to be the greatest pay-per-view ever, although it's supposed to contain the greatest wrestling match ever. <laughs> uh, we do have to talk about Backlash, so, Mike, I think we probably have six or seven matches on the card. Uh, do you want to book them for us? Yeah, let's just jump right in. Uh, we got... A singles match for the United States Championship, Apollo Crews versus Andrade. Uh, like we said earlier, probably just keep it on Apollo for now. Keep it on Apollo. The Vagabonds are going to be uh, right there with them, though. Yeah. Uh, then we got uh, Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Just the grudge match. Uh, yep, nothing on the line. Just pride, honor. Just pride, honor, uh, from, and hopefully we end. The... Yeah, hopefully Jeff can win and move on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, same with this next match. Asuka versus Nia Jax for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, we just want Asuka to win and move on, and hopefully no one gets hurt. Yeah, clean cut. Just, yeah, end it as fast as we can. <laughs> yeah, hopefully Nia taps out. Immediately. Immediately. Uh, then we got Braun Strowman defending his Universal Championship in a two-on-one handicap match. These things, these things never work out for the two <laughs> in a two-on-one handicap match. Yeah. Uh, we said that, but it happened to Braun before last time. It was three-on-one, and he lost oh, right. his Intercontinental title. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but the world title is a whole other story, so it probably won't happen. No. Uh, yeah, Braun Strowman's going to keep it. He will retain. Retain. And then the other world championship match, we got Drew McIntyre defending his title against Bobby Lashley. Who I'm sure MVP is going to be all there, you know, up in the business. Yeah, Maybe I, I, Lana I, appearance I, I as well. hope this is really good. You know, I mean, like these guys are both huge, but we've seen like Drew McIntyre is more than just your normal big guy. 
Yeah, he's great, and he's been yeah he's been doing some more. He's you know he's doing like flips to the outside of the ring now and shit. He he's, has shown us that he can do a, things uh, somebody quicker and smaller would do. I hope Bobby Lashley meets up to that, right? I hope uh, these two put on a great match. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, uh, Lashley doesn't get many of these big opportunities, so hopefully no. he'll rise to the occasion. Not win, but at least put on a good show. Oh yeah, put on a good match. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then the second last match. Which would be my main event, but I know it won't main event. We got the Women's Tag Championship Triple Threat Match. Bailey and Sasha defending against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defending against the Iconics. Who, it is their time. It's their time to win this belt and go on another reign of glory. Yeah, they could, right? Um, you know, the Triple Threat. The old Sasha Bailey don't have to be pinned to lose. Um, yeah, maybe Bailey costs the match for Sasha and there's more dissension. You're hearing it here or on Bailey's the podcast the the and it's something that they'll tell you many, many times. Michael Cole will continue to reiterate uh, that um, Bailey and Sasha can lose the belts without even being pinned. Yeah, he will. Uh, yeah. That's the rule. He will. Um, yeah, Champion if, does not have to be paid. If Iconics are taking it, it's because Bailey and Sasha are turning on each other. Um, or and if Bailey and Sasha the Iconics are, are awesome. Well, well, of course. You know, you can yeah. say they're talented. But yeah. But for story purposes. I yes. think that's the way they're going to lose it if it's happening here. If Sasha and Bailey end up working together, I just I don't see them losing it. it yeah, it, either way. Uh, yeah, Bliss and Cross is the only option that doesn't seem like you. Why would you put it back on them? for? Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, either Bailey and Sasha retain, hold it for a bit, or you give it to my my faves, the Iconics. Uh, but then whoever wins, I want them to go on and feud with people in NXT for a little bit. Yeah, move down to NXT for a little bit. Why not? Uh, but then, of course, the main event, we're, we're all assuming, because oh, it has, it to, be has to be the main event. Yes, we have Edge taking on Randy Orton in what is billed as the greatest wrestling match ever. Ever. Forever, uh, ever? Forever, ever? Yeah. I've seen they've uh, people have commented. Edge had like an interview outside of WWE, and he was just like, "Yeah, you know." When I first saw the tagline, I thought it was a joke, but I was like, "Okay, they're really doing this." <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so he's just gonna go with it. There's nothing they can do. Um, I mean, at this point, it pretty much has to be a five star match, or else it's disappointing. Seven stars. It it doesn't have to for me for me personally. It doesn't have to be the best match ever, but it has to at least be a five star match of the year candidate. Yeah, to live up to the tagline. No, that's exactly. Very, that's like exactly. a four and a half star match is not enough. No, because the Jungle Boy versus MJF would not be enough as great as it was. Of course, and we've seen we've seen some good matches this year so far, and uh, even like within the past year, it might be right. And it would have to it has to be like this has to be on par with. Cody Dustin, or yeah, this has to be on par <laughs> with the uh, the uh, the NXT ladder match for the North American Championship. Like it has to be on yeah, par. It has to be equal, and I just don't see it. I just don't see it. But I but like, you, even if they have a great four star, four and a half star match, it'll still be like, well, that was fine, but it was not. Yeah. Well, of course, you bet your ass I'm going to be watching it and oh, on the edge of my seat. Maybe that's the whole point of it, the intrigue. Like, well, they can't. Let's see where they're going to It's like, oh, yeah, it's all, it's all the people, all the fucking marks out there who are just going to be saying, yeah. there's no way they can put on a the greatest wrestling match ever. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yes, we're all going to watch, though. We want to see just what the fuck is going to happen because, uh, yeah. 
I don't think it's going to be like a cinematic match, but it will be pre-taped, so they'll have the 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 uh, the advantages of fixing and tweaking and all that. Oh, certainly, yeah. They need to do a wrestling match. Their last encounter was not a wrestling yeah, match, so they need too much. to. Uh, yeah. They need to do that. Um, and that was Backlash, or that will be Backlash. Yeah, will be, I yeah. can't wait. They might add a surprise or two like they usually do in between. Yeah, they probably will. They'll throw on a match. We'll have a pre-show, I'm sure, or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cause, because, yeah, so why isn't, you could have taken off, like, Sheamus and Jeff Hardy and put the Daniel Bryan AJ match on this. Yeah, card, unless but. unless they're going to book it uh, on the SmackDown before the show, which is also yeah. possible. I mean, it's a yeah. We'll see. Yeah, something screwy can happen. You never know. You do. Yeah, you never. You never know what's gonna happen. Uh, and that is backlash. I'm mean, really looking forward to. We're really looking forward to this greatest wrestling match that's ever happened in the history of life. Um, all other. <laughs> I mean, there's a chance. All other sports. What if after all this, it does live up to the hype? That's exactly it, right? All I, like they will say, you got chance. me. You got me, Vince. <laughs> you got me, Vince. If I, you might, you might get the first ever <laughs> Shoot Brothers. You got me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Vince McMahon, first ever wrestler of the week, if that match. Delivers. Oh, yeah. He'll be unanimous wrestler of the week if that <laughs> happens, right? Uh, okay. There you have but it. But speaking of. The wrestler, wrestler of the week. Of the week. <laughs> wrestler of the week. Of the week. Wrestler of the week. Of the week. Of the week. Wrestler of the week. Of the week. Of the week. All right, we had so much uh, content to run through, Mike. I'm gonna uh, kick it off because um, I feel like I feel like what you're feeling like, and uh, sometimes I know what you're thinking. You know, the struggle to make your way to the top of the card is something that every professional wrestler strives for. You work hard, tirelessly. You have good matches, you have bad matches, you have great matches, you have terrible matches, and sometimes it all comes together. Uh, this week, Eosha rise walking home with my wrestler of the week um congratulations on your very first title win on the roster yes of course a big win for a big star for a great wrestler we have to give her the unanimous vote for wrestler of the week so. io shirai yes she's gone through you know like a year ago she was still like the redhead sky pirate and then she turned evil she got that new music new entrance the leather black and yellow look and yeah, she, she turned her back around. Now she's babyface again. Oh, she's been on. She's been on fire the last, uh, the last little while. Yeah, last like year or so. Yeah, can't wait. Can't yeah, wait to see what the rest time. of the year. Can't wait to see what the rest of the year has to bring for her. Yeah. So yeah, it's the women's no no lack of talent in that women's division. It's going to be fantastic, and that's all the time we have for this week's show, folks. Remember to rate, review, like, and subscribe to the podcast because we're everywhere, and you're gonna want to tune in next week because we do have. The greatest wrestling match ever happening mm -hmm. so, so soon. I can't wait. Uh, it's the very, very first thing we're going to talk about. When we talk about Backlash, we're not even going to... We're not going to go through the card. <laughs> we're starting and then with the greatest wrestling match ever. And then it's probably ending the show silently. Uh, the podcast will be no more after next week's episode because there will be nothing more for us to talk about. Well... Stay tuned for that. Then. Stay tuned for that then, Mike. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs>